0: hello and welcome to too fast too forever there's all kinds of family we chose this one this is episode 93 gone in 60 seconds from 1974
1: i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe Two, and this episode brought to you by ford Nothing short of astounding. At the heart of every Mustang is a high-powered engine. Mustang offers five available engines, including the 5.2-liter supercharged V8, the most powerful street-legal Ford production engine ever. Thank you, Ford.
0: Ford, Ford, Ford. I mean, they have come back a couple times this lap, but, you know, when there's a I movie mean, that's all about the Mustang, like the Eleanor in this movie, I mean, how can you not?
1: Yeah, it's like Dodge, man. If,
0: well, there was, a, there was a Charger in this movie, too. Of course. I mean, there's, there's, they steal 48 <coughs> cars, right? So there's a lot of different things. To, I mean, we don't see them all, but there's yeah. a lot of, a lot to choose from.
1: Yeah, I have a cool fact on that, too, that I, I know you didn't catch, so I can't wait to tell you.
0: If it's about cars, I did not catch it. I know you didn't. Cool. Well, since we last recorded our Italian job episode, episode since we are kicking it old school the slap and we are going back this week to the originals of the mm. early two thousands car remake movies. What have you been up to, Joe? Extracurricular activities since Wednesday since we last chatted. What have you been up to?
1: We recorded an episode of Foodie Films with the foodie oh, men all over the place self I know. Rachel was on it too She's in high demand lately. So, we record an episode of Foodie Films that probably comes out soon. I think Kyle releases his episodes like really quick after he records them, right?
0: I think the ones that are about movies come out pretty quick. So, I'm guessing it would probably be this week. Actually, let me message him while we're doing this, but talk about it. if you, I don't know if you, I, I, I'm sure he doesn't care about spoilers.
1: No, he said it. So, yeah, we covered Mystic Pizza because obviously Rachel and I live in Connecticut and we love pizza. So, we talked about that movie. And also, we just talked about like all kinds of random food stuff. I had a blast, it was a great time. So if you're looking for something else to listen to and you want to hear me talk about pizza more than I normally talk about it here... Go listen to the Foodie Films episode about Mystic Pizza.
0: That was the first movie in my Julia Roberts binge last year.
1: Oh, really? i had never seen it. when I watched
0: five. I'd never seen it before last year either. Cool. And then I went to talk about it with all the other things that I watched on past guest of this show, Michael DeManico's podcast, Mm -hmm. Not Her Again. And so we talked about all the things that I watched. But yeah, I really liked, I liked, I loved two thirds of that movie. I loved the Julia Roberts stuff. And I loved, I don't remember the other actresses. The JoJo stuff? Yes. But the, the Annabeth Gish. The cat. In a relationship with the older man and I was like, nah, I'm, yeah. I'm good.
1: <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how we felt about it, too.
0: Like, two-thirds, if it's amazing, then that's just like, ugh.
1: It also could have been, like, a really cute babysitting story and didn't need to be a romantic relationship, but sure. It, like, it was it was going to be whole... I was like, are they really going to ruin this with them hooking up? Like, from, like, the beginning, like, when I was watching it with Rachel, I was like, oh, God, they're going to hook up, aren't they? Like, this is terrible. And then, like, yep, that's what happened.
0: Oh, right, and also surprise Matt Damon at that one dinner scene, right?
1: Yeah, surprise Matt Damon. Young, young Matt Damon at the end.
0: A quick update. Kyle says your episode will come out... June 3rd. So not, not this past Wednesday, but in two Wednesdays from now. June 3rd, your episode will be out.
1: Okay, cool. The other thing was, is as you know, you got your Lego Dom's charger, and Rachel got mm-hmm. hers, so she mm-hmm. started building it last night, and we actually watched the first Fast and the Furious as, we were, as she was building it. It's pretty cool so far. She's like, a couple bags through it, one and a half or something. But there's like a bajillion pieces.
0: Yeah, I have not started yet. There's a thousand, I think, Twenty no, not thousand twenty seven, like thousand twenty nine. It was a number that reminded me of thirteen twenty seven. Like there should have been thirteen twenty seven.
1: Yeah, it's like eleven hundred and something. I think. What does it say on the box? Yeah. 10, 1,077. seven.
0: One oh seven seven. Okay, so I knew that there were two numbers, the one and the seven. Where it's just like, oh, okay. Like if it was like a thousand forty one. I would have been like, all right, whatever. But the fact that it was thirteen or almost, you know, whatever. Thirteen twenty
1: seven. Yeah. It should have been thirteen twenty seven. You don't think they could have put two hundred like different dumb shits in there to fi- to figure it out? They really dropped the bag on that one.
0: I've not started my yet. I will at some point. I'm just... uh I'm not in the Lego mood, the mode, whatever. So like I, you know, she's been on a Lego kick. So you've been, she's been building it each week, right? So yeah,
1: pretty much. So have you built a set before?
0: I built back the the, the Legos that I had, the only, like, I had sets. I think we talked about this forever ago. We
1: did. You said that you in, had, like a, I had like some from e your friend. Space
0: station. Yeah. Like we have like space station, the space Legos. Like I have the books and the guides and whatever, but there's like the space stations and there's the, you know, shuttles and the spaceships and everything like that. So I had those like from the 80s. But not since then. I haven't. I haven't. I don't think I've paid for Legos. This might have been the first Legos that I paid for ever.
1: It's a doozy of a starting one, that's for sure. Oh, I'm. I'm. Sh-
0: I'm sure it is. Rachel.
1: Rachel says, "Be careful. There's like lots of different little things. So yeah, just be mindful cool. when you're building it. It's if you're not like accustomed to like the intricacies of it, it can be." kind of goofy good to keep in mind
0: anything else any trash tv
1: no what uh, we've been watching no we haven't been watching any trash tv Uh, tonight tonight is going to be the finale of before the 90 days so i'm excited for that we haven't been watching too much tv or movies for that i mean like we like i said we watched mystic pizza for kyle's and that was about it i watched oh dude sports were back I was watching German soccer the other day.
0: Bundesliga.
1: Bundesliga, yeah, so I was watching that. Feels good to getting be getting back. The NHL is supposed to make an announcement this week.
0: What do you think they're going to announce? I mean, I guess it's it's weird cuz this it will have already happened by the time this comes out, but
1: I have no idea because you have to remember that it's like multi it's multi-country, right? So like they have to be in agreement with Canada too.
0: That's the weird thing about baseball. It's like it's 29 American teams and then the Blue Jays and it's like, "Oh, oh." Okay, like, but they have to still cooperate with Canada, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or the Blue Jays just can't, either, but, like, they're saying that everybody's going to play at home, I don't, I don't know.
1: Like, imagine if, like, Canada's just like, nope, Blue Jays can't play, like, what do they, do they have to, like, forfeit their season?
0: Have they reopened the borders between U.S. and Canada, or no?
1: I have no idea. I haven't been paying attention.
0: This is not a politics podcast yet until <laughs> the Mr. Rock the Rock wins. runs yeah. for president.
1: Exactly. I, I think that they're going to announce that, like, the NHL was saying that they were, they were trying to finish out the season, but they might just start in the playoffs because they played, like, 75% of the games. So they might just, like, start in the first round of the playoffs.
0: What I had heard about the NBA, and this was a couple of weeks ago, so I don't know if this is even still the plan or if this was just a rumor or what it was, was they were going to finish their season, like, over the summer and then start next season later?
1: Yeah, the NHL was talking about something like that to the, you know, it's all these, like, rumors, like, what could Who happen. Knows? Who knows? We'll wait and see what they say.
0: I'm still not optimistic. I mean, I would like all anything back, right? But, you know, at this point, just make sure that people are safe. I, You know, it would just be devastating if, like, a whole bunch of athletes got sick and then some of them died. Like, that would be terrible. I was just
1: listening to Coward, and he said, you have to remember that, like, these athletes, like... If they're traveling, they're going to be, like, thousands of miles away from their families. They're in high contact with other people. They go home. They have to kind of self-quarantine or get their families – like, the possibility of getting their family sick. Like, they're putting themselves in a lot of risk, so.
0: When baseball was like, let's do a whole spring training where, like, we quarantine all of the people and all their families and all of the staff and all their families. It's like, that's, like, thousands or tens of thousands. Like, how how are you going to do
1: that? Like, that's that's not feasible. No, it's absolutely not. Like, what are you going to be like? Okay, grandma dog – You know, like every uncle that comes to visit for a game like they have to all be quarantined together and then they can't leave and go back to work like it's just it just doesn't make sense yeah
0: since we last recorded i've just been watching a lot of things i've not watched any tv so no rick and morty yet no middle and shorts yet but okay i watched a handful of movies i watched one and i i want you to watch this but what? i don't want to tell you really what it's about don't it's tell me what it's about go ahead called miracle mile and it's from 19 miracle run miracle mile not miracle run <laughs> the Zeph movie but miracle mile it's a movie that we were talking about that bob from Tub Talk, had suggested putting on the bracket for the 80s action, which the brackets are still open now, cageclub.me slash bracket. And he's like, we can't put this on here because nobody's seen this movie. But he rewatched it. He's like, oh, no, that movie still rules. And so I watched it and I loved it.
1: Really? And
0: I don't want to tell you what it's about don't even I've read about heard, it like, I've don't even heard, read the one I've sentence. Heard this
1: name before and Miracle
0: Mile is a stretch in la like it's just an, an area of la okay and so that's where this movie takes place okay don't even read like the one sentence like IMDB description I don't want to tell you anything about it it's in act- okay. know that it would have been in our action bracket because that's like the only context I really had for it it's it's insane like i i've never i've never seen a movie like this it just it's very weird okay very kind of not an indie movie because i feel like it i don't know how like this the scale i don't know i'm not gonna say anymore miracle mile go into it blind very it's just a very weird crazy action ish movie so i recommend that
1: thank you yeah i'll watch it for sure
0: i watched a bunch of other movies uh nothing really notable to write home about and then what was the other thing? Oh, I was telling you before we started recording that I went to the grocery store yesterday for the first time in 26 days. Congrats. It broke my record because I had gone, I think it was like 21 days. Like I went.
1: Do you plan? If you're such a planner. Do you? Are you like, okay, like, this is Not two meals really. worth of spaghetti. This is this. That'll get me... 25 days worth of meals like I could definitely no, see you not, doing No, not
0: really so what I did I, I went right around when quarantine started then I went like three weeks later I think it was 21 days then 24 days then 26 days I'm just kind of stretching but like what I do is I'm not eating a bunch of different things but I'm just buying things like to make chill like yesterday the reason I spent $350 at the grocery store for one person's food is because I basically bought double meat of everything so you know when I buy ground turkey for turkey chili I have one in the fridge now but I also have an in the freezer. Yep. And I bought ground chicken for tacos, and I have one in the fridge. but I also have one in the freezer. Yep. I'm not really planning like, okay, this is how I get you know 24 meals, which is what I need for these 12 days or whatever. It's not like that. I was but just more like
1: that. No, but I was just saying I could imagine you doing that, right? Oh yeah, no,
0: but it's it's similar. It's just like I need like I basically ran out of a lot of things, and I was saying to you like I ran out of snacks like seven days ago, and so I was just like, how, what do I eat when I'm just like hungry in the afternoon? Like I was like, I don't, I don't like I was just Dude. weird like weird shit was St- happening. <laughs>
1: Strangely, like, when it started, Rachel and I bought a bunch of snacks, like, chips and stuff like that, and, like, we haven't eaten any of them. Like, we we haven't snacked at all. It's so strange. Like, normally, like, we would, I guess, but, like, during quarantine, we're just like, nah. Candy and, like... Like I have like a big jar of M Ms I bought like peanut M Ms I've been going through like either like a bag of Red Vines or Sour Patch Kids or gummy bears a week.
0: Do you remember remember when I came up that one New Year's and we just went to BJ's and we just bought so many Sour Patch Kids? It's just like way way too many like way too many Sour That's Patch, not too Patch many. Kids. Too many. Bought all the sandy candy sour candy. Oh yeah. And uh, It
1: was great. Yeah, but that was a good box. That was that was oh, yeah. watermelon Sour Patches and Swedish Fish mixed yeah. right like i
0: don't snack a lot but when you know when it's the afternoon i'm not ready for dinner yet or like at night when i'm watching a movie you know i'm just like i want something and like whether it's like fruit and like that's the downside to only go in the grocery store every three or four yes. weeks is that like produce doesn't really last nope you know i have right now i have a bunch of apples and bananas and carrots and tomatoes and spinach and all the stuff that i'm going to eat in the next like week or two and then it's like all right here's just a bunch of like chips and pretzels and stuff (laughs) or whatever, but I, cause I just, I don't really like going to the grocery store anyway. And now that there's like an ordeal to it, although I went, cause I was like, I don't really want to go on the weekend. Like I feel like a Saturday morning could be terrible, could be
1: awful. But I was like, I
0: was like, let me just drive by it and just see what it looks like. And the the parking lot looked normal compared to when I've gone the last few times. So I was like, that's fine. And I go in there, and it's not crowded. I actually didn't wait at all for the cashier. Like, I don't know if they had more cashiers, or it was just, like, it was good timing. They had just gotten in a shipment, and so, like, like, every shelf was full. Like, there's nothing that I was like, I want this, and I don't have it, except for hand soap. But, like, I think hand soap is just sold out everywhere forever now.
1: Yeah, there's no Clorox wipes anywhere either here. Like, we've looked every time.
0: All the food stuff that I've wanted... The last couple of trips, there's always been a few things like I'm just like they ran out of black beans or they ran out of spinach. Mm-hmm. They ran out of whatever. Right. But like this, like everything was there. It's like, oh, this is kind of perfect timing. Yeah, so I actually that was went good.
1: Thursday because your same reason. Like Thursday, I was like sitting at work and it was getting late and I was like getting antsy. I was like, Rachel, we got to go to the store Thursday because like we went on like one Saturday once. And I was like, I can't fucking do this again. Like, I don't know why you assholes are home all the time. And, like, nobody decided to go to the store during the week right. when everybody's yeah. home on quarantine. Like, just pick a random day during the week to go. But, like, no, everybody waited till Saturday morning like they were working all week to go to the store. Like. Yeah,
0: because I, I could have maybe probably possibly gotten through the weekend or I would have had takeout or whatever. Because, yeah. you know, I can, I can make do. But I was just like, let me just see. And I was like, actually, that wasn't bad. I also realized, and I had heard about this, but I had not seen it yet. But my shoprite, they they don't have the one in one out. Like you just go there whenever you're there, you just go in, right? Okay. It was like the first of my two shoprite trips yesterday. I spent like three hundred and eight dollars or something, right? Like literally a cart. I could not put more things in. Yeah. When I had bagged everything and I was bringing to my car, I had to hold bags in my hand because it didn't fit in the cart. Like it just. Damn. I I was filled to the gills. Yep. I forgot some things because of course I did, and I was like, I'm just gonna go Walmart because like it's probably gonna be cheaper. It's gonna have everything I need. I don't know you know yeah. i know that there's probably not soap or whatever at my shop right but maybe walmart will have it and i go to my walmart and they have there which is what i was saying i had heard but i hadn't seen the one in one out And there's like a line of people and i'm sure it happens quickly like i'm sure there's people always coming in it's and out quick, but like yeah. i don't want to like wait online i was like let me just go back to shop right where i can just like go in which was fine <laughs> i was like oh like there's policies in place that i guess because i'm in a different neighborhood and it's not at or it's, maybe it's Walmart
1: a, corporate policy because we have it at our Walmart here too
0: and I know that like in LA like I've heard about tar, like Target in LA I'm sure Target here too probably has it too I don't know but and I guess I don't think ShopRite's national right ShopRite's just like a regional grocery yeah, store
1: usually most of the grocery stores are regional
0: yeah ShopRite is a pretty big I mean that's it's big. It's not like che- it's not cheap like it's, no it's, it's a normal it's, grocery it's, store
1: yeah I don't go to any of these grocery stores I was just saying this like You know, we game airline miles and somebody posted in one of the groups like, oh, like, look, this card is giving you like bonuses at supermarkets. And I was like, oh, man, I'm like sad that I never go to anything that's considered a supermarket. And somebody was like, you don't go to the grocery store ever. And I was like, no, dumbass. Like what I was trying to say is that like I either go to like my butcher shop, Mm -hmm. like the fish store bj's or walmart and none of those are considered a grocery store for your card right so right i never actually go to a grocery store it's always like something very close but adjacent yeah
0: like i for a while i was doing most of my shopping at target because i wasn't buying a ton of fresh stuff but i was yeah. just able to like get you know they have fresh meat there and not like fresh like they don't have like a butchers shop but they can get like ground beef or whatever whatever yeah. all the package stuff they have there but then Shoprite is in my town. It's like a three minute drive, and I'm just like, what? Like this is fine. Like I, I never really grew up going to Shoprite. Like there, there were other grocery stores in my town, like yeah. the one that I worked at, another one, but like it's all the same. It's all gonna eat up me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's all the same shit. Yeah, and it's
0: the devil that I know, and I know now. I know I've been there enough times. To like I know where stuff is, and I can you know navigate the things quickly, and you know I know basically what the things I buy what they should cost.
1: It's the worst when you go to a grocery store that you're not used to.
0: It's so confusing. It's so confu- It's and like Walmart's <laughs> I think are especially bad with that like walmart's and like targets were just like because it feels like when you go into one of those you're like this feels uniform right it's like this it feels does. like how everyone is laid out and then <laughs> you go to another one you're like oh no these aren't the same at all
1: <laughs> yeah Exactly. So that's
0: all I've been doing, basically. I have cool. more things to watch tonight. Who knows what I'm going to get to, but The Last Dance ends tonight. I'm still a couple episodes back. I know that Jake was messaging me a while ago. Oh, yeah. I've only seen four of eight that have aired, and then nine and ten and air tonight. Oh, cool. So if, you, if you're if you looking to watch that now, I mean, I know that Rachel doesn't, you, you know, you're trying to avoid it for Rachel or whatever, but yeah. tonight it actually concludes. So the ten hours will be out by the time this comes out, so give it a
1: shot yeah I'm trying I need to like work it in somehow where she won't notice
0: yeah I guess that's the thing like you go to work but she's not going to work and so there's no time where it's just you right so you know exactly you to, I get it I mean I don't have to deal with it but I get it we have a patreon page here in the show too, Fast, too forever.com shout out to Cassie Wilson Jake Freer Ben Milliman Nick Burris Alex Ellen Justin Kleinman Brian Rodriguez of high school slumber party Haley Gerbys West Hampton and Christian Larson for all supporting us at the five dollar level or above thank you all so very much
1: thank you thank you thank you
0: Larson sent me a message today on Facebook saying he got his letter and stickers and it made cool. him smile and he was going to send in his movie picks for next lap so if you nice. are out there you have not sent in your movie picks because everybody who's at a ten dollar level gets two picks this year so if anybody if you've sent in one for this lap you get a bonus one for next lap if you've not sent in any for this lap you know like our newer ten dollars like Brian and Larson and Haley and whatever get two for next lap so if you not send them in do that. If you're not a patron yet and you want to cover, you know, if you want to know the theme for Next Lap and pick two movies that fit in that theme, TooFast2Forever.com. Now's the perfect time. Because we're like two months away, I want want to say. So the Fast, as of right now, Lap 7 kicks off July 14th. So we're a little under two months away. But, you know, that's not that far away in terms of, like, planning and stuff so if you want to get your picks in get your picks in amen we also have an email address here on the show family at cage me and joe we've got so a um, couple emails i don't really have a good count i want to say that people have been taking the quiz you and i have taken our quiz i know oh, that nick yeah. took the quiz as well you and i both have the same score that's
1: crazy And oh yeah we got the and exact it's not, same it's not score a great, i mean it's,
0: it's a good score but it's not a great score
1: no we got 58 out of 63 we made this quiz <laughs> like you like, look
0: but and I, I think you and I also got, like, three of the same questions wrong,
1: I think. We got three of the same questions wrong, too. And ones that we knew we've talked about. I mean, we've obviously talked about all of them. But there's, like, ones that we were like, oh, yeah, we've definitely talked about this. Still fucked it up. Not only that, I was watching the movie while taking it last night. So, like, I had everything going for me, and I got a 58 out of 63. Well, I was thinking that, but
0: also, as you're, as you're watching the movie, you're not watching the movie to count the number of candles or to think about, like, what's trans- no auto body shop actually called like it's things that are and nitpicky, also like i took it in the not... middle
1: it, like if you would like take it like a minute by minute like in pause i wasn't doing that it just i had the movie on in the background and i was like halfway through it when i started taking the quiz and i was like oh i'm still getting shit wrong
0: well the exciting thing about this minute today other than it being a good minute we'll get to that soon is that we've now completed the first hour of the movie this know, is minute I'm 60 excited. today
1: I was very excited to see that too.
0: Hector then sent in a car picture, which we will see. We've got a bunch of pictures from Hector, so we got to go through those at some point. But Hector also sent in another email, and this is something that we just based on the release schedule. Something that we have already corrected, okay. but that correction, as we're recording this, is not out yet. Subject line: Answer to Movie familiarities, it Says, "Hey, Joey's. When Joey asked about what other movie did the chain prank, it reminded me of Gone in 60 Seconds, yep. the Angelina Jolie one." they did it when Memphis's brother chained the car of the gangbangers that's all stay fast stay furious you
1: were 100% which... right and we talk about it cuz the Mike'ster saved us in the episode yep. that, of American Graffiti that came out or no yeah. what was it or... no no no
0: we we were confused on American Graffiti which is the episode that just came out on Friday but yes. then on the Italian Job episode which came out Tuesday but is not out at the time of this recording or at the time of Hector's <laughs> email we corrected it then so yes. but Hector's we're right living in so a limbo. he gets
1: credit too definitely.
0: And then we have one other email today. and This is one that I you knew it happened, but you did not know the email. Subject line. She's here from Ben Milliman.
1: Oh, what's up, Ben? Go ahead. I know what the story is, but tell us.
0: He says Lila was born today. We woke up at 2 a.m. because Linny's water broke. We went oh. to the hospital around 745 a.m. she was born. That's a quick turnaround.
1: That is pretty quick, right? I think that's pretty quick. I, I'm not sure, but I feel like it usually drags on a little bit longer than that—six
0: hours. I think like I've heard, you know, labor being like, you know, eight, I guess maybe eight to ten labor, but like or even longer, like sixteen sometimes, right? Like long, yeah. But six, six is quick.
1: Six is quick. You were in and out. It was like a drive-through. That's good. I like that.
0: Ben says, "I honestly thought the birth was going to be a lot more gross, but it wasn't that bad. The only jarring part was when Lila's head came out and two nurses pulled Linny's legs back really far." And another one got on top of her and pushed a fist into her lower stomach. It was not expected. <laughs> LOL.
1: That's crazy. I studied a lot of science things, and I studied a lot of biology. There are times where we would see, like, surgeries, right? You know, you always, like, imagine that there's, like, a very delicate touch to, like, a lot of these things, Mm -hmm. but, like, I've seen, like, some, like, knee surgeries and stuff like that, and they're fucking gruesome. They're, like, butchers, right? Like, they're just, like, going at it. It's, like, when you see some of this stuff, you're, like, holy fuck, like, that's how they do that? Like, this guy's, like, (laughs) yanking his ankle and shit. There's, like, a guy with, like, his leg over his shoulder, I can see that it being like that. I've never watched a birth. That would be a really jarring experience if you see this, like, lady climb on top of your wife. And, like, and start... just, like, punching her in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I guess that's a testament, stomach.
0: though, to the resiliency of the human body, right? Like, that you can just, yeah. like, yank tendons or just, like, punch stomachs and be like, no, this is, it's medically proven to, like, it works.
1: The other side of that is, it's the testament to, like, how far we have to go in medicine. Oh, when, sure. like, these are the things that we're still doing, right? Like, it's like, is there not a better way to do this? Like
0: There's gotta be a better way. There's
1: gotta be a better way. That's a funny story, though. Thanks for the laugh, Ben. No, he says, kidding. but
0: Lila's out and healthy. She's eight pounds, right. eight ounces, and 20 and three quarters inch long. Ooh. I really felt bad for Linny because everything happened so fast that she wasn't able to get an epidural or anything so she wow. felt it all I would never be able to do anything like that oh. lol
1: no as men I don't think we'll ever be able to do something like that or nope. handle anything like that I can't imagine uh-huh. it not for me
0: but shout out I put this on Twitter I just said you know our family got a little bit bigger yep Ben's new profile picture on Twitter is him holding his daughter so it's beautiful I know beautiful. it's awesome
1: it's so cute I really liked it too I shout out
0: it. to Ben and Linny Lila and Lila and let us know which Fast and Furious movie you're going to show her first you're going to start her in the beginning you're going to show her different you're going to show her 5 what are you going to do I mean
1: <laughs> 3 are you going to bring her into Tokyo do you want her to learn a different language is she going to be like is she, oh or maybe 6 and she can be a woman of the world
0: a citizen of the world or 6 you could show when Mia gives birth you could be like the baby oh, movie right so
1: it can be yeah that's right I'm curious <laughs>
0: But that's all the emails for today. If you want to email us, family at cageclub.me, let us know what's on your mind. Write in. Always happy to hear from you. And we'll read it on the next episode. Or yeah, if you don't want to write ben. in, but you want to still write something, go to iTunes, leave us a review, please, and
1: thank you. Please.
0: Joe, on the streets, I actually have two things that are sort of tangentially Ooh. related.
1: Okay, go ahead. I think I know the one. I put one on yep. our Facebook page. Yeah, I think and I so know that one. Yep, go ahead.
0: There is a movie that's coming out, Dwayne Johnson. Hobbs himself, the Rock. and Emily Blunt teamed up for Disney's Jungle Cruise, which is supposed to come out next year. I don't remember if it got delayed. It was supposed to be this year. Or it was always going to be next year, but I think it's supposed to come out next year. But okay. they just announced that Dwayne Johnson Emily Blunt superhero movie, Ball and Chain, lands at Netflix. So they're teaming up for another movie. It's a superhero movie coming to Netflix. And maybe even more exciting to me than what? The Rock being in it is that it's written by Emily V. Gordon, who is Kumail Nanjiani's wife. She's the co-host of the Indoor Kids podcast. She wrote, like, the movie The Big Sick is about her. He wrote that that movie with Kumail. Like, she's amazing and she's wonderful. And the fact that she's writing this movie, even if it was all actors I hadn't known, like, I'd still be excited for this movie. But the fact that we have two people in there that I love and it's coming to Netflix, it's like, this is all great. This is all really good stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for it. You know, we love seeing The Rock play, like, a superhero, because even Hobbs is kind of a superhero, right? Sure. So, and it's it's Jim from The Office's wife, right? Yes. We'll definitely watch it. We'll definitely talk about it. So yeah, yeah. can't wait for it to happen. More, more rock content for us is always a good thing. Hardest working man in show business. Amen. Shout out Nate Milton.
0: And then the other news story that we have, I did not post this, but a movie what? that we did not cover last lap, if quarantine had been last lap... Well, we did Brian O'Connor movies, we did Paul Walker movies, we would have covered this. But Running Scared Director, he was in, Paul Walker starred in a remake of Running Scared, which I think came out in like 05, 06. Running Scared Director proposes a big change for Rotten Tomatoes. Filmmakers get an appeal on ratings after 10 years.
1: Oh, in what sense? Like, you can be like, hey, I know that this wasn't reviewed well when it first came out, but now it's a cult classic, so like fix it. Yes, exactly. Interesting.
0: So, because Rotten Tomatoes is so trusted by so many people, and I've said on here a lot that I don't – I think that Rotten Tomatoes is kind of a it's broken too system. It's binary. Yes that I think Metacritic is better, because you could say a movie is good. A good movie at, like, a 70% is the same thing as a movie at 100%, right? So, like, that doesn't make sense to me. They're both good movies, but, like, one is very clearly, like, a better movie, right? But Wayne Kramer, who directed Running Scared, laid out a proposal to change the way things work, saying that after films been out for 10 years, filmmakers have the ability to lodge an appeal and have their movies be reconsidered. Here's an idea for Rotten Tomatoes, he writes. If it's over 10 years old and it has more than a 6.5 on IMDb... It takes a decade or longer to know the real impact of a film, and I'm quite—I'm sure—quite a few critics might reverse themselves after 10 years. I've heard from several critics who feel that like they got it wrong on *Running Scared* and might consider it differently today. Unfortunately, their original score is still shackled to the film in RT, and every filmmaker knows that an RT Rotten score is worn by the film and a filmmaker like a scarlet letter.
1: That's true. I—I d- I never even—I never thought about it, but like, yeah, so, you know, you might make like a really cutting-edge film. And it comes out, Rotten Tomatoes slams it because a few critics said it was bad. And then, like, in context, they're like, oh, shit, no. Like, everybody loved it. And, like, after we watch it a couple times, it's good. Yeah he has a point I like it
0: the Rotten Tomato score he writes is visible on most streaming sites next to the title of a film and I personally find it insulting I've never been a fan of Rotten Tomatoes I hold firmly that the sites contributed to the dumbing down of movie criticism and ultimately movies themselves when a film is judged like a gladiator in the ring with the emperor giving it a very black and white thumbs up or thumbs down compounded by occasional critics herd mentality which trust me is real then all the nuance involved in reviewing goes out the window
1: you know what I kind of like that in a sense to make this about us that we have no like stake in the game so like if we talk about a movie like we can be like we like this or we didn't like this and we can dissent each other or the like the critics or whatever you know if this was your livelihood and you're like Mm -hmm. oh I loved Scoob (laughs) like whatever you could really like people would be like oh fuck that guy like that movie was trash like I'm never reading his column again you hurt yourself and your own livelihood. By doing this so
0: like I found personally that a lot of my favorite movies tend to be around 50% on Rotten Tomatoes because it's like people don't know what to make of it yeah and especially if you come to it after the fact you're like oh no I get it
1: and you know my my rating system
0: oh yeah the lower the better
1: no it's like I want oh, no, under, under 20 or over 90 under 20 or over 80 yeah like that's over 80, yep. I, like, the middle range is the one that like I don't like because I'm like uh, like this could just be like a movie. Like, I want yeah. something that's either, like, really good or people hate. He
0: does a few examples here. He says, Scarface has an 81 on the tomato meter, but that's a revisionist review, he writes. It was trounced by critics in its initial release in 83. He says, Tony Scott's Man on Fire, one of the finest crime action films of all time. That's the Denzel Washington
1: movie. I'm not the man on fire, the Christalia joke. You are not the man. Do you know this? No. Oh, he had a whole special, and he just says, like, everybody imagines themselves as, like, the star of their own movie, But, like, you are not the man on fire. Like, you think that you're, like, this really cool superhero in your own mind, but you're not. You're just an average person, and we're all just average people.
0: That's very fair. That movie has one of my... When I think of Denzel, I think maybe the the moment I think of is from that movie, where he's just like, I wish you had more time. (laughs) Like, I won't say the context of that line, but it's, like, this incredibly badass line. But he says... That is a 7.7 on IMDb, which is great considering the best movie on IMDb has like a 9, right? 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. He's like, how can that fucking be possible? It's right.
1: That's fair. Yeah. And he's making a really good point because like there's a lot of these movies that like Rotten Tomatoes didn't exist when they came out. So like Scarface benefits from that, but like movies that come out now can be hurt by that. Yeah. Right. No,
0: 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. And then he also says that uh, Running Scared, his movie that's the most popular of his films, has a seven four on IMDb, but a 41 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah,
1: this doesn't make any sense.
0: And he talks about how, you know, you can appeal to the MPAA who rates movies, if they give your movie like an NC-17 or an R, you can appeal to them, they'd be like, oh, right, actually it's PG-13, or actually it's R or whatever, right? Yeah. But you can't, like, this is just, you know, the Scarlet Letter or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: you can't appeal at all.
0: But I think it's a good idea. I think it's at least worth re re-evaluating Rotten Tomatoes, or just to stop using, because like, what annoying me and i get it because it's a marketing thing but like when you buy a blu-ray and it's like on the front it's like certified fresh it's It's like oh just somebody's just like oh that's a good movie it's got the tomato (laughs) on it
1: (laughs) i know it's so lame god why didn't we invent rotten tomatoes it's so dumb
0: well like i remember reading i remember reading in your house and i don't remember why it just i just was sitting on the couch i think whatever but i was reading about how rotten tomatoes works and like even if a movie's like like if, if a review doesn't leave a score, I think we've even talked about this before. Yes, we did. Number or a letter, a person at Rotten Tomatoes will read the review and be like, "Thumbs oh, up, This thumbs is a down. positive review, or this is a negative review, and <laughs> then it'll. Come. But it's like, what? There's nuance to it, right? There's so, so
1: many words to pick black or white, right? Like, why yeah. would you ever do? Yeah.
0: But that's all the news that's fit to print on the streets now. Joe Rock the vote. Okay. Searching on Google News: The Rock President. Boy, like reading the news like this is just depressing because there's things that are not about The Rock, but it's all bad things. There's nothing there. (laughs) And then Dwayne Johnson president, uh, nothing news there. Nothing new. No new news there. So unfortunately, as of right now, he's not running for president. does feel like, you know, it's not too late. Just get in there.
1: Yeah, hop in, dude. Bloomberg. Hop in.
0: Hop in the passenger seat. Grab a Corona and hop in the passenger seat. Amen. The last thing I have to do before we take a break and talk about Gone in 60 Seconds is the Fast and Furious Minute, Minute 60. So this is one... I threw in a couple titles. I I don't know which one you like best, but either I've Got Time or, shout out Zimbio, He's Like Gravity, or a whole lot of history. Is there one of those that you like better than the
1: rest? I like I've got time and he's like gravity. I'm kind of leaning towards he's like gravity, but if you said you, you like I've got time more because I've got nothing but time, I would take either or I think they're both perfect.
0: So I think that's what's interesting because I've got nothing but time is the iconic line, but that's from Tokyo
1: Drift, right? Like that's re- yeah. That's
0: in Two movies from now and I don't I don't really remember Brian saying this line. I don't think the remember Gravity either. thing is a great quote, but I think it only has merit to us because of Zimbio.
1: I had no idea where it was from before Zimbio. <laughs> I mean like I couldn't have placed it right like
0: So when we were doing the Zimbio quiz and you said like which of these quotes defines you, if you heard he's like Gravity, do you know that was about Dom? Yeah.
1: You get okay. that it's about Dom, but, like, I, I couldn't have placed it in the movie. Like, I would just be like, I, I, like, if like at the time, because there was, like, characters from, like, other movies. Like, if we were like, which one was it in? I would have no idea.
0: It's it's a more iconic classic quote than, there's never nothing, there's always something. It's like, oh, yeah, Hobbes is looking on the ground for something. Like, that's not, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. a weird. <laughs> it's also weird. Yeah. I've got time or he's like gravity. Maybe we leave both. Leave both, yeah. I like it. It looks it's good like this. That's that's that's
1: a whole lot of history. I've got time. Okay. Vince grew up with my brother. No, actually, he didn't. He didn't ever actually grow up, as you could tell. Uh, but they were friends, kids. And Letty, she just she lived down the street. Always in a car, though. Ever since she was like ten years old. So naturally, you know, my brother always had her attention. And then she turned sixteen. And then she had Dom's attention. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah. How is it that Jesse fits into the whole thing? Jesse? Well, Jesse and Leon just sort of showed up one night and never, ever left. That's just the way my brother is, though, you know? Dom's like... He's he's like gravity. Everything just gets pulled to him. Even you. Mm -mm.
0: So in this minute, Brian and Mia continue their date at Cha-Cha-Cha, and Mia tells Brian how the team... Not the family, not the gang came to be. Yes. So there's something that I noticed that I wrote down here when Mia is telling the story about how Dom always had Letty's attention. Actually, before we get here, it feels like Letty is the original Dom groupie because we know from Harry oh, that yeah. when Dom wants something, everybody comes in there, right, and everybody the gets kids the. Kids buy
1: it like crazy.
0: But it feels like since Letty was ten years old, she's been obsessed with Dom, and so she's the OG Dom groupie.
1: She is. She's the first. Ture- the the. Oh, what well, can we give them a name like a uh, Tarenton, Toretto, a Toretto traveler, a dom head, a dom head, dominatic, dominatrix. No. <laughs>
0: I was trying to say like fanatic, but Dom. Yeah. I don't know that we need a name for that because I feel like that's not going to come up too much more, but she's no. the original groupie. She's there, she right? She is, I agree. In this story, as Mia's like, you know, she was 10 and she was obsessed with, she was always into cars and she was obsessed with Dom because Dom's the guy, he's like the known
1: quantity or whatever. Yeah.
0: Although how much older are we to believe Dom is than Letty? I gotta A couple go,
1: years? Yeah, more than two. Three or five, maybe? Three to five. I was going to say four.
0: If she's 10 and obsessed with Dom, Dom's already known 14. for driving. Okay, fourteen. So then this next thing is kind of creepy. When she turns sixteen, and suddenly Dom, she catches Dom's eyes. Like, ooh, like that's. And he was like, 21. I get it. Yeah. But
1: like twenty and sixteen, or twenty-one and sixteen, or it's like. That's not great. No, but you you have to remember, like, this could be, like, a neighborhood kids kind of thing. Dom was probably, like, out driving, and, like, they kind of separated, and she turns 16, and he's like, oh, you're still kind of young. And then, like, you know, eventually, it's not like they immediately hooked up when he was 20 and she was 16.
0: Actually, you know what this reminds me of? We actually just talked about this what? with Dan. This is Takashi and Nila. This is a friend of the family, underage kind of girlfriend. It is.
1: It is. It is girl in the neighborhood. Well, he didn't, like, take her in or anything weird, so.
0: While Mia is telling this story, she's recounting her brother's love, this great love story, this grand love story between Dom and Letty. Yes. She and Brian are, like kind of eye-fucking each other a little like they're getting turned like they're they're talking about love and they're falling in love at the same time
1: or are they just both turned on by dom
0: brian is mia being would be real weird
1: no yeah what i meant was like is brian getting turned on hearing about dom and mia's getting turned on by brian <laughs> By Brian
0: getting turned on no yeah exactly yeah that she thinks that she's like oh this guy is so into me and he's just like, like look at his ah, eyes dom. he's
1: so hot and he's like tell me more about your sexy brother yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: That would be a bummer, but, like, yeah, like, I I can't have him, so I gotta have the closest thing to him, which is his sister.
1: Yeah, I guess you'll do.
0: There's also, and there's not really an extent to it, but I was also thinking about in the Italian, or in Ghana, 60 Seconds, we'll get to it after the break, but there's, like, a siblings in that that, like, kind of don't really come up, and I was just thinking, I was like, oh, there's like a Mia and a Dom and a Jacob there, kind of, sort of, but like, again, wondering here, like, where's, where's Jacob at?
1: Where's Jacob at? I have no idea. He has to be like an illegitimate son somewhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll find out in April or whenever, right? So Yeah, in... 10 months there's a lot more people here in the cha-cha-cha
1: so many people last
0: time when we did the minute we did minute 59 i did not write down the clothing for them so i did those today and i didn't do these because it's like there's too much going on but aside from all the people that we see there's not a new there's not really new camera angles there's one new angle i said
1: this i felt bad um there's really not much for me to get here because like i think that i I did a pretty comprehensive job last minute. I Mm -hmm. think so. You saw all the shit that I wrote down. So I tried to get everything I could, but there's no new camera angle. So it's just more shit that I've, seen and already put down. No, there was nothing, like, super crazy this side. It's, you know, it's and it's a dialogue scene, a conversation, so it's great, but it's not much for us to... This is still two pages worth of <laughs> notes, but...
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, because there's the people, and I'm going to I'm gonna add even more. Like, if you go back to the previous minute, the clothing is um, two full pages on its own. Yeah, it makes sense. Brian says, how did the gang get together? She's like, they're a team, not a gang, but he's like, okay, I got time. And so she starts with Vince, which I think is an interesting decision, and then she yes. goes to Letty. And then he's like, well, what about Jesse? And she's like, well, Jesse and Leon just showed up, and they never went away. And I'm like, even here, Leon feels like an afterthought. Like, Brian didn't ask about <laughs> Leon. He's not like, yeah, well, what about Jesse and Leon? He's just like, how did Jesse get involved? I mean, I guess he's. we've seen him spend time with Jesse on the computer. We haven't really seen him spend time with Leon, but, like, Leon's there. And it made me wonder (laughs) this minute, like, and I think the answer is probably yes, could we have cut Leon out of this movie entirely?
1: We definitely could have cut Leon completely out of this movie. What if Leon is, like, the woman in vanishing point and he's just like a figment of all of their imaginations actually doesn't exist in the movies and that's why he never comes back
0: maybe I mean I'm just wondering why he would be in the movie because I guess in the beginning there are three cars and well, so they it, have...
1: it's aesthetically pleasing to see three cars hijack a truck as opposed, as to, opposed to just two right <laughs> yes. and you
0: need a second person <laughs> in one to be the one who gets into the truck right so you yep. have Dom and Lenny and Jesse and Vince and Leo. no you have five people I guess Jesse's not in the heist probably No, right? Jesse's
1: never in the that's part of the deal, right? He's always like, you need a man in the chair on the back.
0: Okay, so then you have the four of them, which is why you need a fourth person. But, like, I feel either, and I know that Mia's, Mia wouldn't be there, but no. I don't know. It just feels like it's for aesthetics. Like, you need the extra person there. But, like, Jesse's doing nothing there. Mia's doing nothing there. <laughs> yep. Leon's just there to be, like, a, a literal warm body to <laughs> be the one that jacks the truck. Like, I love Leon. Like, you know, Old Coyotes R Us is one of my favorite quotes that I've Come discovered here, or newly or rediscovered. Right from this from this minute, the pumpkin like,
1: one gets me every time. Like same I yeah, that's same, that's same scene. I know, and I was listening to like this last night. And he's like, "Oh, pumpkin."
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's <laughs> I, a great trivia question that I got right because I was like, "Oh, it's old." Coy-. I was like, "No, actually, it's coyotes and pumpkin." And pumpkin. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: I feel bad. Like, I, we want Leon back, but like, I guess that's probably why he never came back because there was never he was never needed there in the first
1: place. Leon seems also like the the one that's most likely to be an actual criminal. Why do you think that? I don't know. He just feels like it. He just feels like the guy that was like probably has like a bunch of DUIs or something
0: but I feel like we don't know anything about him I feel like you're just I mean and I'm not saying that you're like profiling him but like you do not we don't know anything about him
1: Vince Vince knows him forever I mean keep in
0: mind they all are actual criminals
1: that's what I'm saying yes they all are actual criminals but I'm saying like Leon's most likely to have, like, DUIs and, like... Why? I don't know. He just feels like it.
0: Based on what, though? Like, I want to I wanna know why, because it feels like... He joined the
1: crew later, and they instantly let him start doing crimes with them.
0: Well, we don't know when later was.
1: We don't know when, when later was, but we have to assume that it was past the time that Dom was 16, because that's when Letty was involved when she was 10. And we know v- Vince was friends with them since the third grade.
0: I don't think Amiya's omitting Leon because he's later. I think she's omitting Leon and Jesse because they're less important.
1: But Jesse has a role in the crew, right? Like, he he is the... He's the... The circuits guy for this movie.
0: Right, but she she also doesn't say this... She doesn't bring him in at all. Brian has to ask about him, right? So, like...
1: Because she was going in chronological order because, think, she went... No, I don't think she's
0: she's going in chronological order. I think she's going in importance.
1: No, I think she's going... If she was going in importance, Letty would be first. Yeah, maybe. Like, she's going, like, this is how it started. Like, first it was Vince... Then it was Letty, and then he's like, Well, what about Jesse? And she's like, Well, they just showed up later.
0: So we know that Vince and Dom knew each other they met in the third grade, right? Yes. So you're eight or nine, right? And yep. then Letty was ten was in the car, so like we know that Letty's always been around. But Jesse and Leon could have showed up at like twelve or fourteen. Like we you know what I mean? Like it's not like they're just like twenty two, like, hey guys, what's up? It doesn't feel like that.
1: It doesn't feel like that because like Vince seems like he's like, I'm the oldest friend. And like Leon is his But based warm, on what? Because he's like Dom, you I've known you since the third grade, Dom takes him. Him to go investigate Brian, not Leon or Jesse, right? Clearly, he is the oldest friend, like, the most trustworthy friend that he has.
0: Which is saying something about his friends, because he is... I mean, I guess he is right.
1: He's right, yeah. Leon showed up later, and for him to just join the crew and start doing crimes with them, their relationship's, like, long, but not, like, as long as Vince's. So, in that sense, I feel like he was, like, a criminal or, like, a wheelman that they found. Also, they get him to, like, watch out for the cops... He kicks out the pizza boy guy. Like, you know what? Like, he just does all, like, a lot of, like, minor criminal shit. Like, you could just see him being, like, a really bad egg.
0: Well, I think that's also there narratively because they need someone. Like, you can't just have, like, a random person do it, and Jesse's never in those situations. No,
1: because Jesse has a real role in this. He's, like, the designer. He is this part of it you know like he's just a kid that like seems like pretty wholesome
0: so then in that regard it also it also you could i think you could also look at it like leon's the least likely to be a criminal because he's just like a hang around like hey guys i just want to be helpful like i I don't i got no part here
1: no absolutely not jesse's least likely to be criminal
0: well yeah well but i mean he he, got sucked
1: in with the wrong crew and he's just like you know a poor boy with adhd that like now is in a criminal ring and dead and dead Yes,
0: I don't know. I just don't see. I don't think that Leon's inherently more of a criminal. I think he's more mysterious. But if you're if you're only equating oh, I feel mysterious it. to criminal,
1: it's not mysterious. I, that's what I just gave you a whole bunch of evidence.
0: That's all circumstantial. That doesn't hold up in
1: court. But I mean, it's character re- character witnesses, right? Character references.
0: We're not acquitting. Like we're not using that to acquit Tom. No, we're not. Your character witness is just like we don't know anything about him.
1: No, it's not. We do. We see lots of evidence that Leon has does minor criminal shit with an easy conscience. He doesn't really care about it. Shutting down streets. He's fine with robbing the cars. He's there to just, you know, do some criminal shit. He's totally okay with it.
0: But I feel like they're all doing that, though.
1: Yeah, I know. But like Jesse has like a past of like.
0: Well, I'm not comparing Leon to Jesse. I'm just saying that Leon versus Vince, like they're both equally. Leon, I don't think is inherently more criminal than the other three of them. I think so. I know. That's I know. That's what. That's why we're having this conversation. I still, you have not, you have not swayed me.
1: Okay, fair. But I, but I did lay out some evidence.
0: I will give you that he's mysterious. But yeah, gather more evidence and then return to me and come back with more... Like, I don't have a counter argument. I just don't think that, like... I'm not saying he's not a criminal. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, like, I don't think he's inherently more... He
1: feels like him, man. Evil. Right. I don't think I know, he's evil. You're... I think he's more of a criminal, is what I said.
0: I know, but you just keep saying and the why is because he feels like it. I just want more. In I my want more gut, like, yeah. We're breaking this down to its its core elements. I know. Just
1: like... Next time we see a Leon scene, we'll pick out some elements of where I, I think that he's more criminalistic in nature... Than the rest of them.
0: Okay. I also don't know when's he going to come back. I mean, he's at the end.
1: He's at race wars.
0: Actually, so here's go- going back to the first race when they have the first street race, right? And he closes. He says, "You know, street's closed, pizza boy." Right? Yes. like Vince isn't there, is he?
1: Um, Vince I don't think. was. R- yeah, he is th- there. He's there. So he's Vince there. isn't there. Vince is there. Vince is at the first race. I don't remember now. Now you have me questioning it because
0: Letty's the trophy. Mia counts the money. Leon closes the
1: street. Do we already, like, do we have to go back and watch these now?
0: Streets closed, Pizza Boy. I'm going back in a minute.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, go back, because I have all the cars there.
0: We don't have Vince.
1: Uh, Interesting.
0: Dom and his crew appear. Okay. Dom's car we have.
1: But I might have just added Dom's car, because it was the new one.
0: Dom, Hector, and Edwin set up the race. Yeah. Letty, Monica, Jesse, Danny, and Hector I have clothing for. Edwin and Dom I have clothing for.
1: That'd be so strange if Vince and, Vince and Leon weren't there.
0: Well, we know Leon's there.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah, because he shuts down the street. Yeah, yeah.
0: So there's five. Dom rolls up with five cars.
1: So it has to be all of them. And probably Mia drove, too, because she probably has the... There's a
0: red car that's driven by Dom. Yeah. He's in the lead. There's a yellow car.
1: Yeah, that's that's Vince, right? Vince has the yellow car. Um, Leon has the blue car.
0: Letty gets out.
1: Letty has a red car. She has yep. the, the... Oh, Vince is there. Okay, Vince is there. Okay, cool. Yeah, there we But go. he just,
0: like, recedes to the background. It's weird.
1: Very strange. Well, he's he's confident in his friendship with Dom. He knows that he's the oldest friend. He doesn't. It does respect. make me wonder.
0: It makes me question if we were detail-oriented enough early in the minute.
1: I don't know. I, I think we were. We tried.
0: I feel like we were just sort of vague about, like...
1: I was thinking when we finished the movie, we have to go through one more but all at once, right? Oh, that, like that, that could
0: be a special episode. I don't know how to do that. We, I don't know if we could do that on air. We might have to do that off. I don't, we'll figure it out, but that's, that's a good idea.
1: I say we do it off air. We add new stuff that we caught, and then we talk, talk about, about, the about stuff it? that we have caught that we went through. Okay, that That's works. the whole movie.
0: All right, so now, minute 60, a.k.a. I've Got Time, or he's like Gravity Trivia Question. I wrote down one. This is very nitpicky, but I also think it's funny because like we haven't, we need to make the quiz great again. We need to return to a time <laughs> where it's just like, what the fuck is this question? Yes, this is the kind of question that's gettable, but it also is going to drive your friends crazy. Yeah, but is there a better?
1: No, you got it. You got it. Go ahead, say that. Say the question. But we'll. The talk question about...
0: I have is, what color coffee cup is Brian drinking from at Cha Cha Cha? Which I thought it's either something noticeable, noteworthy like this, like noticeable like this, or the only thing it could be about the history of where these people came from but we knew we already had there's already a question about vince knowing him from the third grade we knew that like i think people just know that letty was always around there's not really a question to be asked about jesse and leon right it's just like the question the other
1: way would be how old was letty when she started hanging around 10 12 16 because she says 16 later, but she started at 10. Well, she got into
0: cars at 10. She might have been around
1: since birth. Oh, you're right. Well,
0: the question could be, when did Letty get into cars? It could be. We could say 10, 14, 16, or she's always been into cars. Oh. Like, we can do a second
1: question. Okay, I like that. I like that. Or do
0: we not want to do the coffee cup question?
1: I Okay, so the the question was, is what color is Brian's coffee cup? But I think that it was yellow. You and Rachel said, no, it's either beige or white. And the lighting in the restaurant's very strange because there's all that Christmas tree lighting and it's very yellowy. Like the film is very yellow in that moment. So I think that I'm being skewed by how yellow the scene is. It's a hard question. I don't think there's a definitive answer to what color is the coffee cup.
0: I just think, I agree, but I also think that we could say, if we say red, blue, beige, black, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we want to, but I think we could. I think it's also like a what the fuck is this question? Like yeah. it's funny. I don't know if it's
1: good. Yeah, I think you ju- you could just get rebuttal, right? Cuz like it could be yellow, it could be white, it could be beige. We we might get into another Dom's jacket situation. I mean, we going could call
0: here. it cream and that kind of covers everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, we could.
0: So we have first, at what age do letty get into cars? 6, 10, 16, or she's always been into cars? Yeah. It could also be like she doesn't she doesn't actually care about cars. Spoiler. She she hates cars. She doesn't remember. She doesn't remember. Do we want to do the coffee cup question?
1: Yeah, I'm down. I'm, I'm down for it. Why not?
0: Okay, so we could say red, black, blue cream. Yeah. We've been talking about it more because people have been taking the quiz more. I said that, you know, Nick took it. I don't remember what Nick's score was, but it was a pretty good I think it was, it was in the like high
1: 55, 56. Oh, No, Ben got
0: Ben got a fifty five. Oh, sorry. Nick, I think, got in the high forties, I think, which is still a very good score.
1: And Rachel, who's watched these movies with me over and over again, she took it last night and she knows all the quiz, like she hears me make the right. quiz. She got it, like a thirty-eight last night, I yeah. think.
0: As I mentioned on the last episode, on our Patreon on two 2 I added a welcome and intro post that I pinned to the top. In there is the link to the quiz. In there is the link to the minute document. If you are not a patron yet, you have access to both of these, even from a dollar a month, over at twofast2forever And if you are a patron, you have not taken the quiz yet, or if you've not taken the quiz in a while, we're now up to sixty five questions through sixty minutes. Yes. So.
1: Yeah, there's a lot At of what
0: blue. age let it get in the cars and what
1: color coffee cup is Brian drinking from. Cream kind of nails it. I like that. Cream is is an acceptable answer. So,
0: all right, let's take a break. Let's hear another word from Ford and let's talk about gone in 60 seconds.
1: This is episode number 93. Gone in 60 seconds. Not that Angelina Jolie bullshit. This episode is brought to you by Ford. Give it that extra oomph. You've configured your dream Mustang. Now it's time to double down. For next level performance with the looks to match, Mustang offers seven available performance packages. Shout out
0: Ford. Shout out Ford. Thank you, Ford. Thank you, Eleanor. Thank you, Eleanor. This Dude. movie first credit starring Eleanor which yeah hell yeah.
1: Yeah, but bro, how disappointed and it was were you that it wasn't a Shelby Cobra.
0: I obviously like Nicolas Cage and I obviously like the new movie we talked about that, but I don't really have like it's it's I actually wonder, on my list of favorite Cage movies, like, I don't really have a close affinity to to the remake. Like, I like it, but I don't love it.
1: Oh, man, I love it so much. I was really disappointed. I thought that, like, they had a Shelby Cobra in the new one because this car was going to be a Shelby Cobra, but no, it's just a Mustang.
0: Gone in 60, I have. This is, it's probably too low, but I have it right now. It's my 35th favorite Cage
1: movie. Jeez, that's very low. It's such a good movie.
0: It's realistically probably closer. I got to redo this list. It's probably in the 20 to 25 range, I would say. Okay. There's a reason we did the podcast, is because there's a lot of movies that he did that we love. Me and exactly. Mike Exactly. I was saying to you before we started recording this, that... I don't have a ton of fast connections here, and we'll talk about what the movie's about, but I think that there's an interesting thing. I think us doing this week as we did it, doing the Italian Job original and doing this original, worked off because I feel like the remakes of each almost could not be more different. They're I both agree. telling their own story, but the Gone in 60 Seconds remake, I wouldn't say a lot closer, but it's definitely closer to, and thematically closer to this one, and also there's certain scenes and stuff, and it feels like the Italian Job remake is just like, yeah, we have the name, we kind of have some character names, but, like, everything else is kind of new, right? And, like, we talked
1: about that they were like, oh, we only, like, watched this once or whatever. We only read the book once to make sure that we, like, just were close, but, like, totally different. Yeah, yeah this one feels like it was definitely like, made As a remake.
0: Absolutely. We'll get into all of that later. I think that could be a nice way to sort of not end the show, but do it toward the end. But this movie, if you have not seen this or the remake, it's basically the same plot, essentially. Is that a group of car thieves very approached to steal... In the new one, they have 50. In this movie, they have 48 cars in, like, three days. Mm-hmm. And they deliver delivered to the docks. And if they do that here, they're going to get $400,000.
1: Which... $200,000. 200 200? Yeah, and it's the exact same amount of money that's in the remake that I always have qualms with, because I'm like, why are you going to steal 50 Lamborghinis for $200,000? Like, right. a lot of these cars are almost worth $200,000. Why would you steal 50 of them and only make $200,000? In this sense, you know, 30, 40 years earlier it feels a lot more real. Right. Like $200,000 is like, whoa, okay, cool. That makes a lot more sense.
0: I think the remake adds some extra stuff here. Like this is a very simple kind of movie that they have the 48 cars that they need to steal. They kind of have one rule, make sure you don't steal an uninsured car. Like they they want to make sure that they have kind of victimless crimes, right? That yes. they have, every car they steal can be easily replaced. That, you know, fucking insurance company, but like we don't want just some random guy with a nice car to be out 40K or whatever because like we stole his car. Like that's not exactly. fair to him. I mean, we're criminals but we're not bad guys, essentially. They don't say yeah. that, but like essentially that's what it is. Yeah, I get it. They have all the cars, but they realize that the Eleanor they stole, this Ford Mustang, which they talk about, they're like, it's not a it's not a rare car, which is which is weird. Like that's one of the big differences and we'll talk about that later. It's just it's a car that they see they even driving by they're like There's another Eleanor, and, like, they're just all over the place, food all over the place. The one that they stole that they were going to deliver was uninsured, so they bring that back, they have to steal another one, and then this movie literally ends with a 40-minute car chase.
1: This is why I'm upset about that, because in the remake, them making it a rarer car, it is the same car, right? Making it a Shelby Cobra, a GT500, like, that gives it the Eleanor status, right? Like, It feels kind of, it's kind of lost here if like it's not a super rare car, it's just a car that gives them trouble. It be a rare car and a car that gives them trouble would make it more interesting to me. But you'd also right. lose the whole, like, car wash trade thing. Because, like, what would be Exactly, the which is
0: super cool. And one of my maybe... And I, I want to talk about that because I don't know how much of that was planned and how much of that was just a happy coincidence. But we'll talk about that. Yeah. Eleanor in the new one is basically Cage's white whale, right? Like, it's the yes. car that he's always wanted to steal. He's never been able to steal. It always gets And this is trouble. the one that he has to do here, right? Yeah. Here, it's just like, oh, yeah, we just need a Mustang. It's like, oh... Okay, the fact that they're all over the place, that they're everywhere, that they see multiple in this movie, that they steal multiple in this movie, it just happens to be the last car, essentially, right? Like it's just, this is the one that we had an issue with, which is not a bad thing. That might be a function of the remake wanting to pay homage to this movie, to, like, specifically to the chase. Yes. And being like, we can't do it better. Like, there was a chase at the end of the new one. Like, we can't do it better than this one. We're not going to try, really. Like, we're going to have a chase in Eleanor, but we're not going to do a 40-minute chase. Yeah. We're going to make this one seem elusive because instead of being like, oh, just coincidentally, the last one we need is this, you know, this Cobra, it's like, the one that we've never been able to get is the one that's basically from the first movie. And I think it's kind of paying homage to this one. I I think it
1: does it better, to be honest. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: I don't think this movie's trying to say that the Mustang is, like, the greatest car in the world. No. I think it's just, like... It's just the car that he was in that's the last one they needed to get.
1: I get that. But I'm saying, like, putting higher stakes on it in the remake made that part feel more significant to me.
0: Oh, sure. I kind of like, like, it, it feels more in line with, like, Vanishing Point or whatever. It's just like, this is just the car that we're in where shit's happening. It, okay. The Challenger isn't, like, a special car. It's just the car that he's in that he has to deliver that, like, he blows up in, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's not like it's this elusive car. Like, in Death Proof, where they're like, oh we need the vanishing point car. It's almost like that same thing where it's like we're paying respect to the old thing In the old thing it's just like this is just the car we're in that we're telling the story in. Like, yeah. it's a cool car, but it's not. it doesn't have to be, like, this rare car. And I, I think both approaches are both valid. Work. I think they're both, like, interesting and they're both whatever.
1: Yeah, you sold me. I do like the remake version better, but you sold me that, the, that both are, are very valid.
0: You say the remake version. You mean the remake in terms of how they treat Eleanor or the entire movie?
1: Definitely in terms of how they treat Eleanor and what mm-hmm. Eleanor is in the remake I like better. This movie... I don't know what was going on or something like that but this didn't draw me in. I think it was because we just watched The Italian Job and how much and how much I loved it. The fondness that I have for the remake and how much that that movie means to me this one just, like, it just wasn't everything that I wanted it to be when I was watching it today. I was let down by it, but I think that it's because of my own high set expectations for what it should have been.
0: Okay, I agree with that. I think, so I actually wonder, I think if you had seen, I I don't know how the remake would have paid off, I think if you saw this movie first, and then you saw the remake, you would be like, oh, that's cool, like, they're paying respect to the first one. I feel like if you see the original Italian job, you see that remake, you'd be like, oh, like, there's names, but this is a different movie, like, it's just, like, it's whatever. I agree. think that loving the remake and like you just described having such fondness and such
1: it has a special meaning to me like i like that movie i know that i have a biased opinion that i really enjoy that movie i've seen it a ton watching this one there was cool parts in this movie but i was like man like i really like the remake better
0: i think that there's definitely comparisons to be made between this and the italian job because they're both movies that were made within the same five-year window and remade within the same three or five-year yep. window, right? Yep. Like, they're both agree. basically about 30 years or whatever between original and remake, or 25 or 30 years, whatever, yep. right? That's almost weirdly, like, where the comparisons end. I think this was, like, a dirty, done-sheep movie. The trivia about this, like, so much of what was done on screen, people didn't know, like, a lot of the people that are just on the street are just bystanders. They just think they're watching a police chase, which I think is very cool. <laughs> that's very cool. I think cool. that the Italian job, I mean, that's, we also saw that, too, like, when the Italian Mafia had to come down and close off the streets or whatever. Kind of similar in that regard. But I feel like this is just kind of the work of just H.B. Halicki, who's the director, who's also the star of this movie. He plays Mandrian Pace. Okay. I think a lot of the cars that we see are his. You know, in in one part where they fucked up, like they were in a car dealership, and they, like, fucked up a lot of Cadillacs. Like, he had to buy all those Cadillacs, because, like, (laughs) they just damage all these cars and they're like you got to do something like today would be like found footage right or like found shots right but this is just like they're just making this a movie in california and they're just telling the story i feel like the italian job is more crafted as a movie it's a film this is like we're just shooting a thing in a city that doesn't really know like people know like the cops like some of the cops know but like it's all cops like actual cops and actual firefighters i think who had basically volunteered to be in this 'cause they want that like sort of the cinema verité, like the old French cinema of like where this all feels real because it is real. And I think like I can see why Tarantino would love this, because this is like I agree. gritty and grimy and like you can it's just like feel how, like how movies just...
1: should be made. Like the original yeah. the original intention of the films.
0: The real dumb people in real cars whatever crash in other cars, mm-hmm. whatever, like yep. in that final it's not the final jump, but like it's the big jump at the end. Where they where play it fifteen off. different
1: times, like deathproof. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel like deathproof where they just yeah. Yeah. Showing you different angles of the mm-hmm. same.
0: They go 30 feet high and they cleared 128 feet. The director and star, Halicki, was driving that. And when they crashed, he, he had a spine compression and compressed Ugh. 10 vertebrae. Kind of fucked up the way he walked for the rest of his life. And actually, more devastating news, he died while filming Gone in 60 Seconds too.
1: Jesus, I didn't know that. That's crazy. So in
0: 1989, so like 15 years later, a 160-foot water tower was supposed to topple to the ground when awry. A cable attached to the tower accidentally snapped and chopped part of a light pole which fell on him killing him instantly, he was 48. Jesus. So this is just a guy who, like, he's just kind of a stunt guy, right? Because I was thinking this. I didn't know the context, but, like, the fact that the star is a director, I'm like, this feels like a passion project.
1: You know, we watch Death Proof, and we see them talk about this movie, and it makes sense why the stunt people would love this movie so much, right? Yeah. Not only yeah. is it a really cool car chase, but if you're a stunt person, you would very much relate to, like, how cool this is and how this guy was doing his own stunts, and how he was also the director and, like, like a stunt person having, like, a real job and, like, being taken seriously. I can get that. And that made it cool.
0: So, actually, let me tell you some of the trivia because this is, like, stuff that they captured that the behind the scenes, the making of. So, so at one point, a driver missed a mark and caused Eleanor to hit a light post at 85 miles an hour.
1: I remember that scene, yeah.
0: The director, the star Halicki, was driving and got, like, he got knocked out. He came back, and he said, the first thing he said was, did we get coverage? Like, basically, did we get the shot? So, like, that's just him, like, you know, I just hit a pole doing 85. Please tell me you got that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's the part where they're like, the car hit a pole. No, what did he say? I actually wrote it down, because it was, like, one of my favorite lines in this movie. Hold on. Jesus Christ, he just hit a damn pole. (laughs) Like, (laughs) We see on the movie
0: that, like, that Cadillac hits him, and then I think the guy who says it, like, turns around, like, he's, like, talking on the police radio, right? Like, that driver wasn't supposed to hit him. So, like, when he spins out across all four lanes of traffic and, like, hits the pole, that wasn't in the script. That was just an accident they caught on tape, which is cool and also scary as hell.
1: Frightening, yeah.
0: So most of the bystanders and members of the public in the movie are just real people going out there, going about their business.
1: What about the lady with the umbrella? Is she one of them?
0: I I have no idea. I, I, gotta, so. I wrote her down because she's one of my favorites. We'll, we'll talk about her for sure. In some scenes, people are yelling at the cops like, help him, help him. And like, they're actual cops, but it's not an actual person who's hurt, but they're actual people that are worried about it. They're like, why aren't you helping this guy who's bleeding? It's like, well, because the guy who's bleeding is an actor and the cops are in on it and
1: like, it's just this weird blend weird of, like, yeah. real people and fake people and real play, real people playing fake people. You know what upset me about this one, too? During the chase scene, there's so much footage of the carnage and aftermath and, like, recoveries. I felt detracted for me from the chase scene. I like the suspension of belief that you see all this happen and, like, obviously people are dying and stuff like that. But, like, if you don't see it, it doesn't feel as real, so you're like, oh, cool, the car chase scene is cool. In this one, they show you, like, all these people getting, like, dragged out of fucking cars and stuff, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, they're, like, harming all of these people, and it made me, like, anxious, you know?
0: Well, yeah, it's the opposite of Fast Five. It's like, this is what happens when you drag a safe through the street. Like, people die, and it's like, we're seeing people get bloodied. Like, that woman, like, dazed on her car. You think she's dead, and she, like, barely lifts her head. Like, it's it's frightening.
1: That's what I'm saying. It, it made me tense.
0: Also, I will say that this movie is 97 minutes long. It has 93 car crashes that demolished cars, and all 93 of them take place in the 40-minute chase scene. There's that one scene on the bridge where like car crashes into car like there's like 10 car pile up in a row and yeah. like their actual cars getting wrecked.
1: What do you mean they're actual? No,
0: cars? I mean like they're they're all like that's all planned, I you get think. What I'm but, saying, like it's yeah. still like they're still ruining cars.
1: Oh yeah, they they blew through a ton of cars here. So there
0: <laughs> This is funny. So there was no script for the movie. Uh, they just had several pages outlining main dialogue sequences. Uh-huh. And so the editor had a really hard time. He's like, I don't know what I'm looking at. So when there's the construction site where they're driving around the construction site, the yes. script was a piece of cardboard with a circle on it. And the director pointed and just said, that's the Dust Bowl. We went around it twice. That's your script, which is so funny and cool and also like infuriating. It's like, here, you know, this is the scene. It's just, here's a circle. We went around it twice. It's cool, but it's also like, I don't I don't know what to do with this.
1: Yeah, like give me some direction here.
0: All the police cars damaged in the film as well as the garbage truck that overturns were bought at a city auction by the director for an average price of $200 each. They all sat in an empty lot for over a year until production began in 1973. So,
1: that's kind of cool.
0: Still wrecking cars, but at least it's, you know, cost-effective.
1: Yeah, 200 bucks each, like even back then. That's that's decent, right?
0: 200 in 1972 like is a couple grand each. $1200 today.
1: Even cheaper than I thought.
0: So one of the detectives in this movie at a roadblock sequence at the Mazda agency was almost killed. A stunt with Eleanor went wrong and the Mustang slammed into his unmarked police car, which he was standing behind. The scene was left in the film. I think that might be... Either when he, like, fishtails out of there or maybe another thing. But, like, when we get to that, the car sequence in there is, like, that's crazy. There's, it's He feels boxed in. <laughs> and to see, like, a guy almost die, they're like, no, we're going to leave it in the movie. It's like, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. We can see why Tarantino and Death Proof love this movie, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's so real.
0: When they're in the construction area and the car's been surrounded, a patrol car roars up a hill in pursuit and overturns. Yep. This was a real accident and the officer inside was nearly crushed. When the siren can on the roof caved the roof in, the scene was left in. Wow. Which, as long as somebody doesn't die, it's like, well, you know, you you did a thing. Like, you did a stunt. Like, I, I yeah, wish where didn't to like, leave they, it in.
1: I'm okay with this, right? If these guys didn't die, and you're not, like, showing somebody's death on screen, or you didn't yep. tell them to do this, and you just got a happy circumstance where they're safe and something crazy happened... Mm -hmm. Use the footage. Why not? Sure.
0: And then the last bit of trivia is that when they were at the dealership and they wanted to have the effect of like all the cars sliding into each other, but they hit by the patrol car, they put down oil under the tires so they could slide. But when they did it, it worked too well. And that's when all the Cadillacs got hurt damaged and that's why he had to buy all these because so like okay cool we'll like you know, we'll just add all this oil at basically what we saw in the italian job right like it's the, the guy mopping the floor and the, yeah. the, the motorcycle burns out peels out falls over whatever but it's here it's just like oh shit uh you just wrecked all these cadillacs sorry bro you gotta buy them yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but that's all the trivia i mean it, there's, it just feels like because all the trivia is just basically like you see all that shit on screen uh, yeah they didn't mean to do that wrong yeah <laughs> And also, actually, the only other thing is that this is something that I put on Twitter that you and I both talked about, is that the sound... So this movie is oh, available God. to watch for free on Prime. Yes, that's how I watch The it. sound yep. mixing is awful. Terrible. And...
1: One of the worst I've ever heard. Like, this rivals, like some of my favorite black exploitation movies. Like so that's how bad it is.
0: Possibly why is because in 2001 they re-released it like on video and I guess this is probably the the rip of that essentially whatever they're playing yes. on Amazon Prime and Vudu. They redid a lot of the st- I think they lost licensing and so they had to cut six songs and they replaced it with like the muzak and they also had to redo they redid a lot of the sound effects. So like apparently if you find a version of this movie from before 2001 it probably sounds a lot better, uh, but like what's available now and like what you could buy on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever stream. is probably just the the not the great one. But like if you can find a VHS from back in the day or you can find like a Laserdisc or whatever, right? Like that's that's the, probably the the good original mix with the original music and probably not like where the surround left channel is all the dialogue and like oh God, the center so channel bad. is just like background music and like background chatter is the front left and right. Like everything about like as soon as the movie started I was just like oh this is this is bad.
1: I was watching it and like my brain noticed it but I didn't notice it till you till I read your tweet about it and I was like oh yeah. Literally all my dialogue coming from the left channel, and all the music is from the right channel, and this is very strange.
0: Like, everything is there. It's just, like, jumbled. Like, usually the way that it works is that all the dialogue comes through the center channel. Like, or on when you have, like, yes. a, like a left-right, yeah. it's, it's through both. And then the stuff you can sort of simulate or actually create real sound, surround sound. But here, literally 100% of the dialogue, the actual dialogue, was rear-left, and then... <laughs> The background, like, just, like, characters, like, talking to each other that we're not supposed to hear. Those were left and right. The music was center. And then just, like, weird sound effects were, like, back right. It's like, what? How does this
1: even happen? Like, nobody checked this. There was no quality control for this at all.
0: I don't know. So let's talk about the movie. Some things we saw that we recognized or whatever. I will say we mentioned his name a couple times. But, of course, Tarantino loves this movie. But we even talked about this, I think, on maybe on the Death Proof episode when we were talking about Michael Parks. Remember the father-son sheriff team? in the hospital. Yes, um, yes, yes. We were talking yes, about what's yes. another other stuff. Yep. When they show up in Kill Bill to the chapel where the, the massacre took place, there's a bunch of sunglasses on the dashboard and that's something that he took from this movie because like, at the beginning this movie starts uh, with the car with all the sunglasses on the dashboard and I was like, oh, this is a nice little reference to Gone in 60.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense for sure. You know what should have been stolen from this film that I fucking loved every time I saw it? What's that? the water heater safe. Oh was the yeah, that was coolest thing cool. I've ever seen in my life. It like really took me back to that like hidden things as a child, like spy toy type situation things. And I was like, oh man, this this the safe that like the top lifts up if you push the side button on the mm-hmm. on the switch Oh, it was so cool to me.
0: And they just have that holding shoe boxes of like license plates and paperwork and, you know, the evidence of their crimes. But they're like, so the level of detail, the movie starts with they steal a Challenger, I think, right?
1: Yeah, it's a Challenger. And what they've been doing is they steal, they buy a car that's like, totaled right
0: the level of detail for this is insane
1: yeah it's crazy they buy an old car that's like totaled and they're like restoring Mm -hmm. it but instead of restoring it they just steal a new car that looks just like this and then replace all the vin numbers all the parts everything yeah like with the pieces from the totaled car and they're like no officer like this is the real car
0: and they're like don't cops know to check they're like it's like a five thousand to one uh, like it doesn't happen like don't worry about it but they swap out the VIN they swap out the license plates they swap out the stuff under the seats like they show a guy in the beginning of this movie going to a police auction spending three hundred dollars on a junked car bringing that back they cut it down they they tear it in the scrap metal. They probably yep. get some money back from that. And they take all the identifiable stuff off and put it on the new car. And that's it. Can you explain what did I miss? Why did they steal that car back and then junk it?
1: Somebody was like on to them about it. Like, I think they did the like transition too quickly. Okay. And somebody was like, how did he knows that we just bought this car totaled and they saw it on the garage like lot Like a week later, they were like, the cops were on to them about this specific car. So they're like, okay, we're going to junk it to like get rid of it, right? To like make sure it's gone so that like we can't get caught in possession of a stolen car.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Because there's other cars that they get rid of, like, when they have the heroin car later, which is, again, something that, we'll we'll talk about that, but, like, they burn that to just get rid of it, right? So, like, they're getting rid of a couple cars in this movie for different reasons, but I I was like, like, what did I miss? Because it feels like they did all that work, and then, like, 30 minutes later, they're just like, oh, no, we gotta get rid of it.
1: Because, like, the one guy's like, you fucking blew it, like, we're gonna get caught over this, and he's like, relax, and then... Yeah, they just get rid of it.
0: But I will say that that car's license plate is triple zero gal. And I was like, ooh, gaga dot.
1: True. Very true.
0: I think it'd be very funny if we did the Gone in 60 Seconds minute, and we did the garage, and then you had to go through, like, you had to do the laborious work of going through, like, old Playboys to find all the centerfolds on the wall. Because like, they have an <laughs> entire wall of just, like, topless women, like, centerfolds from magazines. And, like, an authentic old garage.
1: That's what I was saying. You and I and Wes were talking about this not too long ago, that I found all those, like, snap-on clocks that had, like, the sexy ladies on them. Mm -hmm. Remember I sent this to you guys? I was saying, like, this made me feel really nostalgic for, like, old garages because old garages used to just be, like, dens of sin, right? Like, they were, like, vice havens because, like, mechanics would be like, oh, no women are coming, like, into the garage so, like, we can put up, like, pictures of topless models and stuff like that and, like, nobody will see it. And, like, I remember, like, you know, going to these garages with my dad or my grandfather or something like that and being like, holy fuck, what is all this shit? And where did it come from? Because you're like a little kid. You're like, I don't I know that I'm not supposed to be looking at this. Why are these here? And like, should I be looking at it? Should I not be looking at it? You know, and like it just fires your brain really quick at like that young age.
0: One thing that I really liked about this movie that I think you generally like about movies, too, is when they have the titular line and the titular line in this was on a Goodyear blimp. Like, they're at an event, and yeah. on the blimp, it just says, lock your car, or it may be, and then they go cut on. away for a little bit, and then they go back, and it just says, gone, in 60 seconds. I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's I like pretty that.
1: badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, too. On the blimp is a nice touch. Like, it is opposed to, like, having the guy, like, sit, deliver the line with, you know, the Vin Diesel tone yeah. or something. It was nice.
0: The chase where they have, I think it's when they have... When I think they're when they're stealing the Challenger back, and there's the tow truck. And, like, that tow truck chase is insane. Because it's, like, a tow truck that's towing a car, and a cop is chasing him. And this guy's doing, like, fishtails like he's doing, like, 180s. He's a (laughs) madman. And it's not a flatbed.
1: It's not a flatbed. So the car is like, fucking swinging all over the place, like, as a tail. (laughs) Like...
0: It's like it's essentially the length of two cars. Like it's it's you know it's a little bit on the tow truck, but it's like mostly the length of the entire tow truck and then the length of the entire car. And it's like he's able to maneuver this car in ways like in relatively tight spaces. Like this isn't like I've never (laughs) seen something like this.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. It was definitely interesting and original. I agree. It was crazy.
0: I don't have any other words to say that it was crazy.
1: (laughs) It was definitely a memorable scene. I won't forget that one for a while. That's for sure. You don't see too many tow truck chases in movies.
0: No, like there should be, but there's not. I mean, the only thing that like comes in my brain they're super dangerous. Talked About this is that like in the beginning, I think of Grand Theft Auto 5, there's one where you're driving a tow truck and you're supposed to like pull out. Actually, this might have been in a movie, too. And I don't remember what movie it is. So if you know right in where they attach the winch to like a house built overlooking a cliff and they tie the winch to like the supports and you just like pull basically the entire house down. yeah. Like, that's the only tow truck thing that I can even think of that I can remember in anything. But this is, like, totally different.
1: Yeah, it's a full-on chase scene with a tow truck, towing an actual... Like, not even with the tow truck, just like, tow truck and a car. I think it has to be dangerous, like we were saying. Like, I'm sure somebody almost died doing this, and they were like, yeah, yeah, we probably shouldn't do that again.
0: Because, like, every time it turned, I was expecting the car to, like, get loosed from the winch and just, like, fly... Yeah, roll or fly off or whatever but no it's always on there it's, it, <laughs> boy there is one scene in this movie that is almost it's like a different context but very similar where they steal the car with drugs in the trunk
1: it's almost identical i liked this part of the homage of the remake too
0: they, they're arguing about it. they're like this could be a lot of money for us they're like no we need to bring it back which is the same thing that happens in the remake they drop drugs on the floor and it spills everywhere and then cops knock on the door and so they have to basically manipulate the cops around the drugs. In the remake, it's where they see the cars and the board, and they're like, oh, we know what's we know what's up. And that's yes. actually something that Mike and I talked a lot about in Gone in 60 Seconds, is that for a lot of Cage Club, for the first 20 years of his career, almost every cop you saw on screen was dumb. They were not good at their jobs. And then in the remake, you have Timothy Oliphant and Delroy Lindo, who were like, really accomplished police, they're good police, the entire time they know what's going on and they're always like one step ahead. Like, they're not busting them because they don't have the evidence yet, but they're like, they know, know what they are doing. doing, we know where you're going, we know we're going to stop you. And it was like a weird, refreshing thing to see and I feel like... That was something that was, I felt was missing from this. Not that I wanted it, but I loved that element of the remake so much that here, even in the scene where it's the same scene almost, not having that element of these cops that we know and that are good at their jobs felt a little bit lacking.
1: I definitely like the dynamic where it felt a lot more cat and mouse, that they were at least on the same plane, like intelligence-wise, st- strategy-wise, things like that. Like The cops had an equal matching plan, and like the ultimate mastermind would win out, right?
0: Yeah. I also do want to point out that Timothy Olyphant, if you'll remember, was the original choice for Dominic Toretto, and he said, and I think somebody eventually—I don't know if it was the director, I don't know if it was Rob Cohen or producers—but they said no because it was too similar to this, or maybe he didn't want to do it because it was too similar to this, but like to the remake. I mean, the reason that Timothy Olyphant, who I love, yeah. was not Dominic Toretto was because he was in Gone in Sixty Seconds, which is probably <laughs> why he was in the running at all, because it's you know just like oh. Car guy from car movie, car guy for car movie, right? But it's just like, it's too similar. But now here we are in the era of Vin.
1: And yeah, and if without Vin, I don't think Fast and the Furious would have been the same thing, so.
0: Right. My favorite part of this movie, my favorite character in this movie, aside from the woman with the umbrella, who like is just angry in a parking lot and she slams Eleanor with her umbrella and then she slams a cop car with her umbrella as they drive by he is someone who she talks to, but the journalist going through this movie and getting reactions from people on the street, I was like, This guy
1: is killing it. The one with the, the with like the, the microphone like purse thing?
0: Yeah. And like the bag with like the big recording equipment. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He was funny. I liked it.
0: Cause I'm actually thinking like if these people that he's interviewing are just bystanders, they could think that he's actually just a reporter for like the local news. And, but like his reactions, there's like, just like the way that he responds to questions. He's just like so animated about things. He's like, I can't believe what you're saying. Like, tell me more. And then, you know, the lady at the end, she's just like, you know, I ruined my perfectly good umbrella. He's just like, oh, I can't believe. Like he's just like so into Like he's obviously an actor in the movie but he's got this like energy that i was like this is crazy i love it
1: one of my favorite characters was uh Atley, the guy that plays memphis's friend in the remake one of the main thief guys in this one
0: like he's the one who picks up the car at the first car wash, right? we're just like, oh, yeah, no, the guy needs his car early. I got to take the car. Yeah. And then, like, from the very clearly, like, just a stoner burnout guy. <laughs> and then his boss comes over. He's like, where, where'd the car go? He's like, I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, no, it was like the actual guy sent to pick up the car. And I also like that he got in the, the car that had the tiger in it and just runs. That was a really cool thing. And I like that atlee's Who plays Atlee in the remake? That's a very good question. It's... You know who it is. I just... I can't think of the actor's name.
0: Atlee is played by Will Patton. Let me see...
1: Yeah, this guy.
0: You don't know who this is? You have this movie so burned into your brain. Like, this is like the SVU thing. Like, oh, it's that guy from SVU. It's like, I've never, I don't have the okay. context.
1: Yeah, you know what he's, like, why I, he's so stuck in my brain? Because he's Atlee from Gone in 60 Seconds, and he's also coach from Remember the Titans. He's both. Yep. That's yep. what it is. Coach Bill Yoast. Yeah, Coach Yost, yep. Who
0: is he in American Honey? Is he one of the creepy old guys that picks up
1: Star? Oh, I didn't know that. No! Back
0: oh, yeah, no, he's back seat. Yeah, he's the one in the back seat with her. Oh, yuck. That's right. Like, he's been in huge movies, but yeah, no, I, like, I watched Remember the Titans like a hundred times when I was little, but I don't remember, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, he's not burning into my brain.
1: You should remember the Titans.
0: Mighty, mighty Titans. At one point in this movie, a cop says, we've got people all over the place, and I was like, I know. cool. It's pretty on
1: brand. It was dead on. I agree. I I also do
0: love the receptionist at the Cadillac dealer when she's like just trying to like let the service department know that they've got a phone call and she's unable to say the word. She's like telephone service department just seeing the carnage and the mayhem in front of her she's like losing her mind i loved i loved how she was just like reacting like she was an actor i think but like just the way that she was acting reacting to it was like amazing
1: i like the phone operator too that was like giving the police directions like because like she's using like the very like calm dispatcher type voice right she's like going westbound 87, and, like, you see the carnage happening, and she just keeps reading off, like, where he's going and what he's doing. I liked her, too.
0: i got another question for you. What? What was the point of the Billy car? Like, there's a car where there's, like, these six... I have no idea. I was going to ask
1: you the same thing.
0: Six young black dudes, like, smoking weed and drinking beers and just, like, cruising around town. Their car gets beat up as the movie goes on. All movie long, you're thinking that they're going to factor into the chase
1: or that he's going to have to use their car. They even talk. They're talking amongst themselves, and they're talking about Eleanor, and at the end, he, like, knows them. So i I don't know if I missed something, but if you missed it too, I don't know I what have it no was. idea because yeah. they keep
0: going back to it and like as far as you can see on screen, like maybe there was a line of dialogue that we missed. It seems to not pay off at all, and no. at the end, he's like, so long Billy, but like I like they're I think they're calling the car Billy, and maybe it's just like a nod to people who named their cars because he's naming cars, but not really like I, the I only know. other
1: thing I could think is is that they're like low time carjackers. they know each other because they're both like car thieves but that's a guess. That's not, like, there's no evidence to that.
0: I just Googled Gone in 60 Seconds, Billy, and there's a thing on hotcars.com that says 20 things that make no sense about Eleanor. Okay. Number one, Billy and his friends know Eleanor. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. Chase, we spend some time with Billy and his buddies cruising around in his white Cadillac. After a quick moment when Eleanor speeds by him, he swerves and runs into the back of a parked car. Afterwards, we see him still cruising with a beat-up car talking about going to a party. The name Eleanor gets thrown around in this conversation, yep. whether they're actually talking about a woman or not is up for speculation. Okay. The fact that they talk about Eleanor, though, when it was the car named Eleanor that got them wrecked is a little too coincidental, since no one besides Maindrian's team... Knows about the cars and their respective nicknames.
1: This is what I'm saying. Yeah, that was so very weird to me.
0: I also, so I'm just, I want to go through this because this is funny. Like, number two, Eleanor is not who you think it is because that's starring Eleanor. You're like, oh, this must be a beautiful woman, but no, it's just the car. Eleanor's incredible miles per gallon.
1: Oh, yeah, because, like, even modern mustangs have 2000s mustangs had shitty gas mileage so yeah
0: there's no way that like it could have gone for 40 minutes at these high speeds right so yeah exactly
1: i have a question for you a part that i loved but also took me out of the film is that how much does the main guy look like one of the BC boys in the sabotage music video
0: when he's in disguise yes so let's talk about that because okay
1: i looked it up to see if this was like an influence for spike jones's Sabotage video. And it's not listed as an influence, but like, come on. Is the disguise not exactly the same?
0: It's very similar. So this is my favorite part of the movie. And I don't know if this is a happy coincidence, but it feels too close. Like, it feels like this is part of the plan all along, which is insane. Because, like, how would they know? This entire movie, we have the main guy, Mandrian, who is, like, this sort of, like, just imagine a guy in the 70s with, like, long sideburns and, like, kind of, like, wild sort of bushy hair. Yeah. And it's just, like, just a dude, like a 70s dude, right? 70s dude, yeah. He is in this disguise where he's got this big black... Do we see him put the disguise on or no?
1: No, I think he just, like, is in it.
0: Do we know that it's him or no?
1: Yeah, we know that it's him. Because he's, like, with another part of the crew. No, he's, like, with another part of the crew in a car at some point.
0: He's wearing, basically, a salt and pepper, like, an old man kind of haircut. <laughs> yes. Like a wig. And he's got this big black mustache on. He's got a gray sport coat and black pants. Yeah. And they even, like, make a note over the police radio. suspect is a guy in his 40s, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Wearing all the stuff. Looks like this and he's driving a yellow Mustang. There's a 40-minute chase, and he finally gets away from the cops. He basically has, essentially, like in Fast Five... They, they do the, sw- the safe swap. Like, Mia's like, I just bought you a 10-second window. Make it count, right? Like, he's got, yes. like, what feels like a minute, right? He's like, the cops, like, I cleared away, but, like, I'm not good, gone for good.
1: Yeah, they're still on him, but they're just, like, he just dodged, like, a couple that were, like, closest.
0: And he pulls into another car wash, and he and gets And there's out. helicopters,
1: too, by the way, so, like, they yes. know that he's around.
0: And he pulls into a car wash, and he gets out, and the girl's like, what happened to your car? And she's, and he says... Oh, you know valets, and yeah, she's like, damn, okay. damn
1: valet drivers or something like this. And the car is like totaled, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's, it's obvious a joke. It's like it's fucked. It's not like, she's like a like, scratch. And she's
0: like, whatever. Do you want to wax? He's like, no. So then he goes up to this other woman who's like standing by her car, which is also a yellow Eleanor. Yes, exactly. Says, almost car? exactly the same. Yeah. And she says yes, and he says, I'm so sorry, but we need to rewash it. Can you just come? Follow me into my office.
1: Go into the office and sit there. And, yeah.
0: You know, we'll take care of it. She's like, oh I guess so. And so he just gets in the car and drives away yes cops driving by see his car and yeah, they're like we have a suspect here, suspect here whatever yeah and so they come in and they're like you know the surrounding and then this woman's like i don't know what happened she's talking to a manager of the, of the car dealership i'm not putting two and two together yet and she's talking to the manager oh, and weren't? she's okay. just like you know he just took my car and like i thought he was the manager she's well, the guys like but i'm the manager whatever right he's like but where's your car and then she sees the destroyed <laughs> car come through and she Faints, and so then the cops all pull up and they see the manager, who I did not realize but is a a forty-year-old man with gray and black hair and a gray coat in black pants, and they're like, "We got him!" and they arrest this guy. While we then see Maindrian take off his wig, take off his mustache, change his jacket. Like, basically, beginning of drive when Gosling pulls into the parking lot yep. and then, like, you know, reverses his jacket, puts the baseball cap on. Subtle things, but he's a different man now. Even stops at a police checkpoint and is fine. I'm like, that level of detail. Like, I don't know how you know that there's going to be a yellow Eleanor. Maybe it was never the case. I don't know. But, like, I don't understand how that, that happens. Quiet.
1: It can't be planned.
0: How do you look exactly like the manager? Unless that's like a, every manager of a car wash looks like this. But that also feels crazy. Like, it's, it's insane. Like, whatever the reasoning is... It's my favorite thing in this movie and maybe my favorite thing in, like, any movie in a while. Because it's just, like, it's such a weird, hyper-specific coincidence. And I was like, this is amazing.
1: Yeah, and it's it's not even like, oh, this is so weird that it, it's not believable. It, like, it plays, too. It tracks. So I, I, I agree. I enjoyed that part a lot.
0: I think that's all the notes that I had from this movie. There's a radio DJ who's been in, you know, we've seen that in a lot of different yeah. movies we've covered. There's, they're also playing pool at one point. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else that you noticed about this, or do you want to compare this to the Italian job?
1: No, but I have a really cool fast connection that I know that you didn't catch. As they're showing all the cars that they had stolen, right, and they're all, like, lined up at the in, the, like, that warehouse. You know what I'm yes. talking about? yep, 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 yep. You know which is one of the cars of the 48 that they stole? No, what's that? A Jensen Interceptor. Ooh, the same car that Letty is driving.
0: Oh, and actually, weirdly, that car is nicknamed Betty. Oh. Betty and Letty. Betty and Letty.
1: Very cool.
0: I have a list here of all the car names. There's 48, all the cars stolen, all the car names. There's a Citroen. Which we just talked about recently. Yes. They steal a Lamborghini Mira.
1: They do. That's cool.
0: we have Donna, Karen, Marilyn, Judy, Kathy, Nancy, Terry, Diane, Christy, Patty, Marion, Janet, Annie, Maxine, Claudia, Leona, Ruth, Sandy, Lori, Patricia, Tracy, Kelly, Rosie, Dorothy, Eleanor, of course. Martha, Beverly, Jean, Betty, Joanne, Carrie, Mary, Dory, Frances, Maria, Sharon, Ruby, Michelle, Susan, Alice, Paula, Julie, Renee, Jackie, Eileen, Elizabeth, Lorna, and Nicole.
1: I wonder if they used all the same names. Like, I wonder if they used the same woman's names in the remake.
0: I know, These all feel kind of like 70s women.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But Eleanor, they kept that name, so...
0: But I mean, they kept that name because...
1: It's Eleanor, you know. yeah.
0: Um, actually, speaking of the remake, so while only basic plot elements are shared with the original, one is the location of the final car. Eleanor was parked the International Towers in Long Beach, I guess in both movies.
1: Ah, uh, that's right. He even says it in the remake, that makes sense, yeah.
0: In the script for the remake, there was a point where Nicolas Cage was going to put on a disguise to make him look like an old man (laughs) to go
1: steal Eleanor, which is exactly how... He should have. That was a fumble, fumbled really hard right there.
0: So, okay, so let's compare this to the Italian Job. I was very clear on the last episode that I loved the original Italian Job, and I I liked the new one even less than I already did, and I I didn't like it very much. yeah. But, like, it's a totally different movie. I mean, it's totally fun, different. it's funny. This, the remake is, again, a glossier, slicker version of this.
1: But I think it does some things better.
0: It does a lot of things better, I think. Okay, I think that good. this is, it's a totally different movie. This is kind of like a low-budget B movie, like a Grindhousey movie, whereas the Italian job is like, this is like more, to your blockbuster, word,
1: film. Yeah, but it's a more of a blockbuster feel, too, right? But they kind of, like, suss out a lot of the things, like, the 40-minute car chase scene is really cool, and I'm never against car chase scenes, But it feels like it's a really cool music video in the middle of a movie. Like, because we just, like, pretty much stop the story while we just chase this car for 40 minutes, right? Well, I
0: mean, the story isn't even really a story. The story is, like, we're just stealing cars. Like, it's, it, this movie, I think, was meant yeah. to showcase this car chase, right? It's just, like... Exactly, that's, that's what I'm saying. cars.
1: It, it feels like this is just, like, around, like, a way to build stuff around a really cool car chase scene.
0: And actually, one thing that I don't like about the new movie that I wonder if that pl- it plays into this like the structure of the original is that you think about Gone in 60 seconds like oh it's the movie where they steal 50 cars right like there's yes. all this action the car theft in that movie in the remake is only like 15 minutes like the final chase is long but there's like a long 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 stretch of the remake Where they're not stealing cars.
1: There is, but they definitely steal a lot more cars in the remake than they do in this one.
0: You see a lot more, yeah, but it's all compressed to like a ten or fifteen minute window. Like they have like they send like the six or seven teams out, and they just show all these things. And then that's when we cut to like Sway and Memphis, like outside the house, and they're watching the couple have sex, and they're about to have sex or whatever, right? Like so, like there's more like that. But like what you think about like as an action movie as a car movie, there's a lot of character building, which I think sets it very clearly apart from this original where like again I think part of the reason I was having trouble connecting to some of it other than just like it doesn't give a shit about the story really like we know there's no script right but like the mixing was also throwing me off so I was trying to like (laughs) my brain was having a hard time following what was going on they're just like oh whatever just like you know I'm an insurance adjuster or what it's like oh okay yeah but do you think I mean and I know that you've seen the new one a bunch more times you've seen this one once but I think I like the remake more. Do you like the remake more than this? Or hands down. Do you think, Or is it too difficult to compare?
1: No, hands down, I like the remake more than this. Okay. And, and I didn't expect that to happen. We were on such a good run of all these great classic car movies. You know, I was like, oh, I'm sure that they took some cool elements. But they took, like, the best elements of this film, polished it, made it like a more complete movie and I think they really did it justice and did it right. So I can't I can't complain about the remake for a lot of the things that it did. I'm actually impressed. It makes me like the remake more as much as the original Italian job made you like the remake less. This makes me really like the remake more.
0: I would agree with that. I think that's a very good point. I, I was actually thinking that while watching this movie, between the time jobs, there's no comparison. Like, out of 100 times, I will watch the original 100 times. I like
1: both, and I think that the original is great.
0: Of this one, if I'm, you know, if I'm watching just Gone in 60 Seconds 10 times, I'll probably watch maybe like a 7 3 split or something. Like, I'll like, lean towards the remake. It'll be like 9 and 1.
1: Main. It'll be nine and one for me. Seven,
0: three, eight and two. Yeah, it's like where I wanna watch the new one a lot more, but like there's something cool about this. Where, like, it feels there's gritty. nothing.
1: I like that. The feel of it is nice. The grittiness, the realness. It was. It definitely shone through.
0: I do really want to watch the original version of it. Like, I want to go on eBay and find, like, a VHS of this and, like, watch the original, like, with, with the proper sound.
1: Yeah, like, let's go go get one. I'll come visit and we'll watch it together.
0: Yeah. It's similar in a way to the Dirty Mary Crazy Larry, like, that movie referenced twice in Death yeah. Proof. Like, I feel like Tarantino endorsing a movie is not always a good thing like we can see why he likes something but like dirty mary crazy larry's like oh this is cool but this isn't necessarily like a great movie whereas like i guess it's also the thing where like he'll probably never be like oh american graffiti i love that movie but like he probably does he's just not talking about it right for any number of reasons like because he wants to seem more niche or whatever or just because like he genuinely likes these more i don't know
1: I think that he has a lot more context than even we have. I know that you watch a ton more movies than I do, but I'm sure that he spent, you know, like you can see it, that he spent like a ton of time watching just a ton of different movies. In the same sense that we like seeing something different and new on screen, he just has more context for that. So if he likes like car movies or car chase movies, and he has like the scope and the history... I'm sure that that's why he lends himself to these a lot more. I'm I'm sure that he knows all the trivia, you know, that this was all real and stuff like that, so he's like, oh, that's so cool, like, look, he shot this movie and nobody else knew it was going on, look at this person's reaction in the side, like, you can't get that shot otherwise. So right. that's cool. But it doesn't mean it's a good movie, like you're saying. Like, that's it, not like an endorsement.
0: I think the thing to keep in mind is that for every gun in 60 Seconds that we watch, there's probably 10 or 20 or 50 movies that wanted to be this from the 70s that just flopped. don't... Not even flopped, but just, like, didn't stand the test of time. Like, it's just, like, there might be cool things in there, but there's... These are the ones that are remembered because of something, like, whether it's the car chase or whether it's just mm-hmm. everything about the Italian job or whatever, right? Or, like, Dirty Mary, Crazy Bullet, Larry, like...
1: The camera shots in Bullet, which would be, yeah. have been really nice in this movie. Movie, right? If we would have got yeah. like more behind the backseat camera shots type thing.
0: Halfway through this lap, aside from the fact that like I regretted that we, we goofed on episode 88 for a couple different reasons, but yes. halfway through this lap, I was like, I wonder if we should have, and I was like, it doesn't matter because I, I like the way that we it panned out, but I think there would have been merit to like going through, and like not doing different movies, like doing the same movies that we did, but going through them chronologically so we can sort of see the evolution of car movies through history. That's fair, yes. And yeah. I think that there is... Value to that. Although I don't know that we necessarily need to because I don't know how much like HB Halicki is watching the other movies that came before. It's like I'm sure he has, but I don't know how much is directly influencing. Being able to bounce around is a little bit cooler. Like even in my OCD, like everything should be planned. I kind of like just being able to be like, oh, like let's go here next or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I did specifically this week, I wanted to do the Italian job first because it came before this one like i consciously put that but like these movies again could not be more different i'm sure i would guess like he saw the italian job yeah. but i don't know that it in it, i don't know that it influenced him at all maybe in ways that we don't notice but it's not like he's like lifting things no not in Tarantino ways but it's not like he's doing things you know kind of a refined like a almost James Bond versus like a gosling in the place beyond the gauze right where just like a guy in a motorcycle helmet just robbing a bank it's like this elegant heist versus just like fucking smash and grab let's go
1: yeah yeah.
0: But I think there would be something interesting because like if you think about the early 70s, like Tulane Blacktop was like 71, right? Like vanishing yeah. points right around this time. They all kind of feel of a certain kind of ilk.
1: They're definitely related. I'm glad that we're watching them as quickly as we are because we can definitely, like they're all fresh in my head for different reasons. I think that we're doing it justice by comparing them Side yeah. by side by side by side at least. Even if they're not in chronological order.
0: I think there's a benefit to doing that for like these these themes. I think when we're watching like Paul Walker movies, it's like he's Bryant. Like it's it's you can see Brian like we don't have to watch <laughs> two yeah. movies a week or whatever to see oh, this is Brian in a different movie. This is Brian in a different movie. Like, we're just seeing, like, it's a different thing altogether. It's what Mike and I do in all the different podcasts. It's what you and I have done yeah. for Zach Efron and everything like that. But when you see themes and it's, like, different, like, everything is different except for, like, there's cool old cars in them or whatever, right? Like, you can see all these different ways that they're all linked overtly or subtly influencing each other and linking. Yeah, exactly. So
1: I'm glad that we did in a lot of movies. The pandemic actually did us a favor here. I think so, too. I think that it's better that we covered a lot of them and like. Like we're not we're still missing a ton and we're going to miss a ton, but at the same time like we're doing a nice scope of all of the really famous ones, right?
0: You know, if we had not doubled up, like we still probably would have covered this. We still would have covered the original Italian job, I'm guessing. Yep. But I don't know that we would have done Dirty Mary Crazy Larry. Nope. I don't know that we would have done
1: Tulane Blacktop.
0: No, Tulane Blacktop was a patron pick. We would have done that. Oh, okay. But yeah, like yeah. I don't know that we would have done Death like proof? Death Proof, we probably wouldn't have. My Cousin Vinny, we probably wouldn't have. No. Movies that we have coming up, I think a lot of the ones that we have that I'm excited about that are going to do in the back half of the slap, back third of the slap, whatever, I don't think that a lot of these we would have gotten to just because it doesn't feel as... "Quote unquote" important as like bullet, right? But yep. like they're all worth seeing. I think. I hope. I think
1: so. I'm glad that we're all. I'm glad that we're seeing them. It's going to be a really interesting next lap of too fast, like the the real Fast and the Furious movies, right? Yeah. Like watching them through this lens.
0: Yep. I also think that like if we were doing like it, not that we are because it doesn't make sense, but if we were watching all the Tarantino movies, like even movies that aren't about cars, even movies that aren't death proof, right? It could be like it would almost be like okay, we got to do like an entire lap about cars an entire lap about like samurai, samurai. movies, yep. yeah. Exactly. Exactly, and westerns. Then, yep, and be like, "Oh, okay, here's this, and here's this, and here's this." Exploitation
1: movies, a whole lap yep. about that, and then you'd be like, "Oh, okay."
0: <laughs> That's actually a really good podcast idea. I think,
1: like, just all the influence ones.
0: It's the format of this, but each lap through is you're just doing a different genre that he loves and lifts from.
1: Interesting.
0: It's less focused than this. It's way less focused. Yeah. But I also think but it could work as focused it could work and also i think there's a very hungry fan base for that too so
1: that's true very true if this
0: was our full-time job if we were getting paid more than what we're making on patreon right now it would be cool to do that like side by side like just do like two two fast two forevers a week and two tarantino things a week and just like the same shit and like that would be there'd be so much cross-pollination
1: two tarantino two forever two q two t two q. qt and then pie like the symbol pie <laughs> Because <laughs> it goes on forever. It's infinite.
0: An, an irrational podcast about.
1: Irrational, infinite podcast about Cranston Trino, QT Pi. Because
0: you know the pi is an irrational
1: number. So, yeah.
0: See? Any other thoughts about Gone in 60 Seconds, or do you want to look ahead to next week, which we have to announce?
1: Oh, man, I, I don't know if you have the ear for it too, but I think one of the songs that was playing in the movie, and now that you told me the song thing, I don't know how relevant this is, but one of the songs that was playing in this movie, I think, is the sample that Snoop Dogg uses for Gin and Juice. Oh, okay. Like the beat was like a sample that they sped up and like based up. And like I was listening to it and I was like, what is this song? What is this song? And I was like, oh, I think it's from Gin and Juice. Who knows if it's in the real one or if this was an add in or something like that too. So if you watch this movie and you recognize the thing that sounded like Gin and juice let me know if you agree
0: and like we said this movie is on amazon prime it's on i think voodoo movies Like, so if you don't have prime i think you can watch on voodoo movies for free probably yeah. with ads Again, if you're only watching this or Italian Job, I would say watch the Italian Job. Yeah, definitely. You could also probably, if you wanted to, just skip to 55 minutes in and just watch the last 40 minutes of this movie. Yeah. It's cool. I think what's nice about the chase in this movie is that it feels real. I mean, it's it's what was causing you anxiety, but I think the fact that it feels real, that it's like, oh no, this doesn't seem like a movie. This feels like we're watching a cop, we're watching a car get chased by cops through LA, right? Like, yeah. So yeah, so watch the Italian Job and watch the last last 40 of this. Also, this movie's not very long. It's like, they're both, they're both like an hour. Half and a half right yeah so, they're
1: short we're getting we're that classic movie range where it's like hour 40 and you're in and out yeah
0: movies either used to be like 90 minutes or three hours there's there no in between it's just like Amen. but next week we are doing of course on tuesday furious 7 so yes. back to the 2f 2f grind the fast and furious grind furious 7 with a guest and then on friday we are doing our final patron pick this lap this is jake's pick this is a movie that i think I messaged you before, and I was oh. like, do you mind if we swap this? Because I think that after a little bit of a disappointment in this one, I kind of wanted to go to something familiar. Fine. I be like, I want to see something that I know that I love, aside yep. from just Furious 7. But I was like, okay, we talked about it before. We teased it on episode 88. We are doing, on Friday, Back to the Future.
1: We had a long discussion on whether or not that's considered a car movie, and we accepted it. We, we think yeah. that that's, that's a good pick. We'll talk about Back to the Future in, you know, normal Too Fast, Too Forever contextings. Which
0: family member is Doc? Which family member is Marty?
1: Who would be most likely to go back in time and gamble on sports things? Who knows? Roman. Yeah, Roman for sure.
0: But also, at the end of the day, if somebody is paying us on Patreon and they suggest a movie, we're probably going to err on the side of, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so on Tuesday, Furious 7. On Friday, Back to the Future. I think everybody's listening to this has probably seen both of those movies. But if you want to watch again, join along with us we've also got something special coming up we're gonna have a little bit more details Mm, soon yes stay tuned for that but for all things too fast too forever you go to cageclub.me facebook.com slash too fast too forever or at too fast too forever on twitter and instagram email us family at cageclub.me we know this week has been a blur of people who we don't really know who we haven't heard from, yes. reaching out on social media and stuff. So if you've not written, and they written have yet.
1: context, we were talking about, yes. this. Like, we've been getting messages and little tidbits from different people that are like using the the words that we use. So like, we know that they've at least been following enough to like, listen, send us an email, let us know who you yeah. are.
0: Family at Check out our Patreon at toofast2forever.com. Like we said, there's a new welcome post up there. Take the quiz if you haven't yet. Check out the minute document if you haven't yet. If you're not a patron you want access to those, even a dollar a month, or if you want to go more and get stickers or movie choices or an entire lap choice, all at TooFast too I'm still worried. Like I'm I'm going to be excited, but I'm also worried when someone does that lap thing and be like, oh boy, it's going <laughs> to yeah. be okay. Okay. Yeah. We're I'm doing whatever too. you want. So again, I, I don't doubt that any of our patrons any of our listeners are not great people but i'm also still worried to be like okay you know this is five months of our life that we're doing that you know yeah. you're, you're basically controlling us for in the end even lifetime, if you movies. Those five please,
1: lifetime movies please lifetime movies oh boy oh boy <laughs>
0: How does Identity Theft of a Cheerleader tie into Too Fast, Too Forever? Also, by the way, your episode with Brian is out now. It's the yeah, it's it's not today's episode of High School Summer Party, but it came out on Monday. So check that
1: out. Joey reminded me that we talk a lot about bonking in that episode. Bonk.
0: Like we said, in two weeks, check out Foodie Films for your episode with Rachel on Mystic Pizza. Mm-hmm. Also check out, just if you want even more Mystic Pizza, which is not a thing that I would ever say on this podcast. I never thought I would say it on this podcast. Go back to Not Her Again, where Michael DeManico and I talked about Julia Roberts so check that out it's fun plus Michael's podcast is great anyway so I think you should check that out he was great on here he was great he was great on here for sure I'm Joey Lewandowski I'm Joe too and we'll see you next time right here on Too Fast Too Forever peace out you peace
1: Peace. Peaceers.